0: Hello, ASA Podcasting listeners. Are you looking for a way to reconcile your inner nerd with your inner jock? Well, wait no longer. I'm Jeremy McDaniel, the commissioner of the revived ASA Podcasting Fantasy Football League. If you're interested in joining for the 2017 season, contact me, Jeremy McDaniel, on Facebook Messenger or by email. You can find me on the ASA Podcasting Facebook group or by email at jer.m.mcdaniel at gmail.com. That's jer.m.mcdaniel at gmail.com. Looking
3: forward to the season.
0: And I'll leave you with a quote from the great coach, Belichick. We're on to Cincinnati.
1: I don't know. Like you can't, I don't know. I can't, I just, this was something that I remember from way back when. And I think, okay, but there is one thing I can think of, but this is fiction. Fiction. So, I don't know if this is real.
0: This episode of the Fallout feed is brought to you by Game Talk and viewers like you.
4: Welcome to the 30th
1: edition of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. It's the 12th episode of Season 3. We are the show who compares and contrasts Fallout experiences through a lively roundtable discussion by playing through the same quests with characters who have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone.
2: Hi, everybody. Thanks, Kara, for that nice, warm welcome. This is Andrew. Kara just said hello, and we have Ray with us tonight, too. What's going on, Ray?
5: Evening everybody.
2: Hi, Carol. What's been going on? It's been so long since we've hung out. What a, it's, tell us everything. Freedom. Freedom.
1: <laughs> Freedom from the chains. I won't
2: let you down, so please don't <laughs> give me up.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I'm just trying to get everything back in order now that I can have a life again.
2: Oh, it's so great and- to have you back. This is awesome.
1: Uh, what, are, what very very nice. What sort of
2: freedom? What are you doing? What's uh you're just fresh out of graduate school. You've you've shed uh, the shackles of academia. What what does your freedom entail?
1: Um my evenings entail reading books for actual pleasure. And catching up on all of the shows that I'm behind on and spending my weekends going to visit people that I have not visited for the past two years. So Oh
2: well I think that means you might be coming to Indianapolis soon, right?
1: True, true. Oh my
2: gosh. Yes. I'm gonna have to crash your party and bring you a cup of <laughs> coffee and say hi or something. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're crazy you're um what well, you're in a, a tabletop community, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still D&D. doing the D and D thing. Although I've had to back out a couple of nights too, and yeah. I, I just tell them to go ahead without me. And the, you know, I'm I'm just the cleric, so it's it's pretty easy to just be like, all right, the cleric, you know, heals you for this or that. Like the dungeon master <laughs> good about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so you had it's to. Just, you had to bail on them.
1: A couple of times, yeah, I had to oh. bail
2: on a lot of things. Gosh, so. I wonder what's wonder what that's like. <laughs>
1: I'm just giving you a hard time. I I kid, I kid. You're super dedicated to everything you do. Oh, shut up. Uh, I don't know how you
2: do it. Except for the serious things in my life, like my job and stuff like that, you know. Well. (laughs) Really dedicated to the the fun stuff that I enjoy doing. (laughs) 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 Well,
1: you're dedicated to being a good father and husband, too.
2: Oh, well, you know, here and there, maybe sometimes if I fall into it. So uh, you mentioned reading books and and um and, and you know what'd you say reading books, watch, not watching movies, what'd you say? Um catching, catching up T V shows. T V shows. shows. What are what are a couple of books that you like in uh, T V shows that I'm I'm interested in what T V shows you're catching up on? Um let's see. Are you like a game last... uh, house of cards and like Netflix type shows people or are you are you like a um you know
1: well, there are only a few series that I actually watch, and they pretty much are all geeky stuff. Like, The Flash, um, I used to watch The Arrow, but not so much anymore. Uh, Gotham.
2: I didn't realize you were, uh, like, a, Tomorrow. such a DC, hmm? I didn't realize you were such a DC, like, comic book
1: fan. I like them all. That's awesome. I like them all. And then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, yeah. um and i just cut off up, uh, up on last season of doctor who oh capaldi is leaving us just as i really started to grow attached to him and yeah uh, i'm you know
2: are I, are you like, one of the few women out there who are sad that a woman is being the new doctor now
1: i really don't care at all. I'm like, so long as it's good acting and it's you know the the cast has good chemistry. I don't care if it's like. Well, um, so
2: you're not even celebrating the fact. Well, you just you're, you're indifferent if as long as the acting is good, you don't you don't care either way who does it.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm to the point where I'm I am happy about changes like that in terms of um, what it could mean for future female roles and that sort of thing because. Uh, I don't want to get into the politics of, you know, Dr. Who here or whatnot, but I'm also to the point where I feel like it shouldn't be a big deal. Like this should be common, you know, like having women or minorities in certain roles should be normal. So I don't think it's something to be super bent out of shape about, but if you want to celebrate it, go ahead and celebrate it. If you don't like it, don't
2: watch it personally we'll cool personally i'd really like to see an edris elba james bond movie i think that would be pretty sweet oh, too that's yes. that's been tossed around for years now
1: yeah he is such he's got so much range as an actor yeah. i oh, i really really like him there were whispers about him becoming the new doctor i was like oh i could see that nice. but i feel like he does a lot of very very serious stuff i don't think i've ever seen him do anything Light-hearted.
2: He was. He but played. He played he does a, have a an lot extre- range. He played an extremely serious character on The Office for for a season or two. He mm-hmm. he had like a a, a small character arc. He was really funny, in the fact that he was like the most serious guy ever, you know. Yeah. Like, no, that's that's cool. I um, wonder if
1: he's like Terry Crews, and he just never. No, it's not Terry Crews. No, um, I,
2: I like Terry Crews though. Oh
1: God! Yeah, but. Uh, on uh, what is that show? That nine one one show or Bru- Brooklyn
2: Nine Nine? Uh, Captain Holt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Captain like, Holt's great. Him, yeah, him and the dude from Saturday Night Live, the white dude. Yeah, <laughs> God, yeah. can't, A- I don't Andy, know
2: names. Andy like, Samberg.
1: Yeah, they never break yeah. everyone else on the show breaks they never break well like
2: the tv show is also edited too you know I mean, they've no, like cut even, out even behind big.
1: the scenes like they've commented that oh, those yeah. two never break they never laugh that's uh, great unless yeah. like it's just done
2: is that another something. show that you like are you a Brooklyn I've watched,
1: yeah i've watched a few episodes and i want to watch more yeah
2: my wife and i, I um, like that one
1: i've always been meaning to get around to it yeah that's nice.
2: Uh, Ray, do you ever watch TV? I, I think you're more of a computer and gaming type guy. Do you ever waste time in front of the boob tube?
5: Um, Not very often, but uh, I I did watch a series that he was in called Luther. Uh, yeah, I've was, heard Luther's uh, awesome. Intense. Yeah, he's like was, a was detective
2: great. or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's really good.
5: Mm-hmm. In love with a serial killer.
2: Yeah, he Oh, that adds a that twist. Just...
5: <laughs> twist? my kind of guy
2: (laughs) that's hilarious oh yeah no doubt with your characters in love with serial killers no doubt yeah uh speaking of uh being a level serial killers ray uh your radar character here uh let's go ahead and uh launch into some quests that we're going to get into tonight or like go over what we're going to cover in the show uh again welcome back here we're, we're really glad to have you back and uh ray thanks for hopping on tonight uh tonight on the show everyone we're going to cover a couple of quests from tales from the commonwealth it'll be our last two quests for this the third season of the fallout round table thanks everyone so much for joining us this whole season long it's been a fun adventure and a special thanks to all of the uh play along folks who've been sending in their wonderful feedback all season long uh you just have one more time you got to punch that in so please keep up the good work everyone and and cross that finish line and hold your head high that you uh submit a great feedback all season long so the quest will be covering yeah yeah it's been really good this year Uh, So the quest we'll be covering is uh, three, uh, let's see, the three little Wastelanders, and also Adam's Glow. Those are cover out, or uh, finish out, Tales from the Commonwealth, and our season. Uh, Well, we'll do one more feedback episode after this, and that'll actually be our season finale. Uh, And I couldn't think of a better way to put a nice bow on our season than hearing from our lovely play along folks so thanks again everyone for participating it's been a really wonderful season so far um kara you said you were going to try to rush through some of these quests to see if you could hop on and and have something to contribute this evening did you have chance to uh, finish either one of these
1: i did i actually wanted to do when i was getting into it i was like i kind of want to go down all of the avenues Uh, i didn't have time to but i would like to totally replay these things again
4: and take different choices
2: yeah that that is one thing especially about the the first one I've got listed the three uh, little wastelanders that did seem like there was a, a couple of different branches that you could take it at, at pretty much every aspect it seemed like there was a left and a right turn that you could take at all so yeah that is that's is fun I think Ray is he's really got the reputation of of trying things in multiple ways because he he'll walk in and you know slaughter everyone in the room first just to see what happens and then Reload uh, once that always uh, stalls out the quest or, or kills everyone and fails them. Right? Does it fail you most of the time when you do stuff like that, or what? What
5: happens? Uh, it depends on who you kill, but yeah, if you kill the quest giver, yeah, uh, if if they haven't been set as um, essential, essential yeah. it kind of screws stuff up.
2: You, you fail lots of quests that way. But you he does the whole reload just to see what happens. So, uh, uh, yeah, Kara, why don't you go ahead and uh, start us off with three little Wastelanders. And Ray and I will hop in. And uh, and we I know that you're uh, just kind of playing the quest here. Um, did you continue on with the original um, character that you rolled for this season? Or did you have just a different character that you uh, loaded for, for this Tales from the Commonwealth?
1: I had to load a different character because I did not get that character leveled up anywhere near enough to do to get to these places. Oh, no, that's,
2: that's totally fine. Yeah, so why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about your adventure?
1: Okay, so first I found myself at the... Oh God, I want to call it a sinkhole, but that is not... Yeah,
2: it, it's yeah. A, <laughs> a, at the gullet, old gullet sinkhole. Yeah, that's totally right, yeah.
1: Okay, that, that is right, because I was like, that's a really big sinkhole though so yeah so first i i made my way there and i was i spent uh, way way too much time just looking for oh, no kidding where the quest got started No I felt kidding. so dumb yeah,
2: the, the only clue that we have is that Above Old Gullet Sinkhole is a small town, and there are bunkers there. Explore, you know, you're like we, you, you're not given any direction about which of these buildings to explore. And it also took me a long time because I was looking too closely. I wasn't just like looking down the street to see if there was any obvious differences about any of these buildings on the exterior.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's been so long since I've touched the game too. That some things I was like, I I did not realize they were different until I got close enough. Like, for example, when I did finally figure out where Carlos's bunker was, I realized, oh, these turrets are neither attacking me nor can I hack them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ah, okay. And so that's when I finally got myself turned around. And that was after I wandered around the... Actually, in the sinkhole, fought off the death claw again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that poor death claw. How many times have I killed that guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> fought with the stingwings. Those almost did me in because uh, I was not careful at all. I oh. went up to the green top nursery and I was like, hey, do you guys know where this is? No? All right. Because when I thought bunker, I was picturing something very different. I was kind of picturing something yeah. militaristic. Yeah,
2: me too. I, was, I was picturing. You know that building that Dance runs off to about two-thirds of the way through his storyline? Yeah. 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 That that sort of building is what I was picturing.
1: Yeah, where you also find the old paladin knight. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it's picturing. But then when I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I do.
2: Yeah. So that well, was good.
1: And, and then...
3: Oh sorry,
2: go ahead. I was just gonna say the the whole detail that we're beating around here is like the big difference is all the there's all these beat down houses in this town above the the old gullet sinkhole, and just one of them has two turrets sitting outside by the doors. Mm -hmm. And and when I finally figured out oh that's okay, that's the indicator that there's something here you need to check out. So Mm -hmm. then I went up to the door and just started pounding on the door and to get no response to no avail
1: you need a key to get in here. And I was just like, what the
2: fuck, man? So I, (laughs) not only did it took me forever to figure out which house I was supposed to be messing with, but then it also took me even longer to figure out how I was supposed to interact with the the house.
1: Mm -hmm. Did did you, did you
2: stumble upon that quickly?
1: Once I finally found the house. Yeah. I just kind of fussed around (laughs) it. I did first just try to go straight in. Yeah. uh, And then the, you know the notification came i was like mm, no you need a key so then i was just looking closely at everything and then i saw the intercom and i was like oh that was mentioned because i because it took me so long to find this place i actually looked up the wiki and i was like okay who's the quest giver how do i find the freaking quest giver and i saw intercom <laughs> oh.
5: listed on the wiki
1: and i was like aha <laughs> go
5: no, I just so, didn't see the it. The intercom's a lot easier to see once you take out The two turrets that are sitting next to it
2: does is it blend in or something? Because I, it was not obvious to me at all. It, it took me a long while to find that damn intercom. Once I was knocking on the door and I was, you re- know, rejected entry there. I started like running around behind the building, seeing if there was like a trap door, a storm door to go in, or if I could run up the side of the building, up a, a stairwell or something, and find a secret like caved-in wall. I couldn't find any other way to get in, but evidently, uh, you know, um, spoiler here. There's there's evidently. Later on in the quest, there is another way into the building, but I I didn't find that way either. But uh, sorry, anyway, so once we find this hidden intercom that Andrew couldn't find, uh, Kara obviously found it. Okay, uh, what, what sort of interaction are we about to get into here? Uh,
1: we get one of those uh, witness protection voices coming out over the intercom, uh, you know, like that where it's it's lowered <laughs> purposefully so you don't know who they
2: are the identities yeah. of these testimonies have been changed to protect the innocent
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but there was something about it that said feminine voice to me although i was uh, that kind of no, I was me right, get wrong. Yeah, I, I totally
2: <laughs> got that too. I was like, Oh, there's some this, th- this is a female voice that they're totally masking to make it sound like it's a guy or something Something weird. There's a weird <laughs> quality to this tone of voice, you know. Yeah, I, I totally had, had a potty to mouth,
5: too. Oh, he yeah, did. no
2: kidding. Yeah,
1: oh, goodness, there's I mean, no civility out in the wasteland.
2: Do you remember any specific lines, Ray?
5: Uh... No, all I remember is that, uh, um, thinking, okay, this asshole needs to die. <laughs> and what is
2: our purpose for trying to get in here yet? Do we know? We don't know anything about it. We're just trying to investigate this part. We haven't met uh, anyone walking around outside yet,
5: right?
1: Yeah, that drove me a little crazy. Sorry, go ahead, Ray.
5: But, um... For me it was the I've seen this house, you know, ever since I loaded the mod. I've played four or five characters around, you know, Max and oh, So I keep seeing the house with the turrets and everything and I think, "Oh man, I got I hope this is one of those uh tales quests we're doing." And so I was excited when I uh found out that it was uh oh, nice. you know, I was finally going to get get to check this place out.
2: But, but you <laughs> You just kept running by it every time. You didn't stop by just to,
4: just no, to cause check I it knew out. No, because
5: I knew it was a Tails quest because yeah. it wasn't it it wasn't there before. Yeah. So I, I knew it had to be part of that. Your
2: fucking memory, Ray. I can't remember what building had turrets in front of it and then didn't the next time I walked by. I, I wouldn't remember stuff like that. And you walk past that place four or five times with a with different characters like i don't know that i've been to multiple locations in the game more than once or twice you know what i mean <laughs> you're all over the place you know, man
5: well you know you, it's kind of hard not to pass the same place i think i'm up to about 50 characters
2: now oh holy crap <laughs> yeah, I'm,
1: it's I'm, like that place is your second home
5: yeah.
2: he lives he lives just north of the gullet
5: I like doing the gullet. (laughs) You get the magazine that makes you swim faster. Yeah,
2: I was just about to say that. I I stumbled through that sort of like back exit of the the gullet sort of looking for the bunker, and that was not the correct entrance. But I did find that magazine, is it like the Wildlife Survival Guide? What what is it actually called?
5: Uh, Wasteland Survival Guide.
2: The Wasteland Survival Guide. And you're right. Um, it said 25% swim th- faster, and I was just like, ah, whatever. Who, who cares about that? And then I went and I swam, and I was like, this is really significant. I am really motoring through the water now. It, It is, it is a huge perk. So everyone go check out that magazine specifically. I know that uh, they all have different, um, different perks, but that swimming one is actually really, really, really nice. Especially if you uh, – I've, I've got the – what is it? It's not Aqua Girl. Is it called Aqua Girl? The one that lets you swim in water without taking yeah. rad damage? Yeah. So I've yeah, got I'm that sure. teamed up with it, and it's that is a really, really good um, build to have early on in the game, I would say, um, get Aqua Girl and then that specific magazine uh, from the old uh, Gullet Sinkhole, and th- that'll let you swim away from just about anything, which is, uh, I think, a really great evasive tactic in this game.
1: Yeah, crossing waterways instead of taking the road sometimes is it's really
4: nice.
2: Yes, yes. There are inlets and bays and the river, the way that they stack the walls up on the river, they make it really hard to get out of the river sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially especially through downtown. They seem to put like uh tall brick walls that you with no ledges to climb on, so you have to use the bridges to get across or you can't get out of the damn river. yeah or go the long way around and still you know you get just as much trouble Yeah. Yeah. oh gosh so we're talking to some mysterious figure on the uh, intercom they don't um, reveal the identity of his name yet do they
1: Uh, it does say the only reason yeah you know it's Carlos's bunker is if you go up to the door and it says you need Carlos's key
2: Carlos's key okay so we're talk We're so speaking like, to oh, a, a foul-mouthed, we think, female with a disguised voice named mm-hmm. Carlos. <laughs> but
1: I mean, I was confused as to why, though, based on the questions I had. Like for some reason, the character wanted to get in, and I was like, okay, but why? Yeah. Either that, or or trade, or or something like that. I yeah. I went with uh, just hey, hey can you let me in. I really up. want in. <laughs> And of
2: of course, they came back with a, yeah, sure, come on in, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that was totally what happened. (laughs)
2: Exactly. I've I've got tea and crumpets. Why don't you have a seat?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, It went better than I thought it would, though, for just showing up out of nowhere in a full suit going, hey, I'm not dangerous. Let me in. Ignore the turrets on my shoulders. I'm fine. I've
2: got no power armor on. Ignore (laughs) the power power on me.
1: Uh, but after, uh, after you finish talking on the intercom, uh, uh then suddenly you're approached by someone else. Wolf. See, his, yeah. Wolf was his name.
2: Yeah. He's, he doesn't look sleazy or, or sound sort of shady or anything. Right. This guy's all on the up and up.
1: Oh yeah. Especially with his proposition of like, Hey, you want inside, huh? So do I.
2: I'm trying to weasel my way in there myself.
1: (laughs) And he makes it sound like, you know, it's like a a utopia in there for scrounger stuff. Um, And and I'm sitting here going, okay, but why do you... So you want to get in just because you want his stuff? All right, sure, let's do this. I'm supposed to do this quest, so let's do it. I don't know why, but I'm doing it. (laughs) He didn't really give a reason, did he? Other than he you he, know what
2: was in there he, there were supplies in there ray what what else does wolf tell us did you go all through all of his dialogue cycle
5: um yeah and it's all pretty much the same stuff he's he's pretty limited there's two ways you can go with him that's yeah. about it
2: yeah all right so what are those ways
5: so you can go the quiet way uh which he tries to push you for um you know which is talk your way in and then uh, you can go the max way and uh you know be violent and he you know <laughs> oh no you don't want to do that that just isn't going to work yeah. No, he
2: he suggests that you try not to kill anyone
5: <laughs> yeah says no you don't want to shoot the place up because you might accidentally hit him with a bullet
2: yeah you don't want to do any of that
5: i said no i'll use a sword <laughs> <laughs> problem solved
2: i'm sure that's what he meant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so oh how did you, how did you get into the building then ray
5: um so he tells you to um you know that uh, this guy franz is well, I, I mean there's f- there's 50
2: steps before we get in so
5: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and you know if you if you go turn his power off and then go down and offer to help him you know um Get his movie player back on. Then you can switch out the the, the holotape. Tape. Yeah, with his uh, with this scary movie, and he'll run away. Yeah. So,
2: um, was there another option to get him out of there? Because I thought that that was a little weird—just to go shut off his power and then go down, and then offer to fix his power, and then while back, his back is turned, swap out the holotape. So, was, was there another way to achieve well, this?
5: Yes, there was. Okay, you can go down and cut his head off. (laughs) But then, how do you get into
1: the next bunker?
5: (laughs) You go down and cut her head off.
1: Oh, oh, I'm not not thinking right. (laughs)
2: It's just swords and decapitation, care.
5: Yeah. So once you do that, Wolf gets all pissy and and uh, not Wolf. You know, he, you know, he's like, oh, you know, now you're going to have to. You know, find another way into the bunker. And so, uh, you know, he says, you're just going to have to go look around. And the, the quest... Why
2: don't you tell him to go look around?
5: Outburst. Yeah, it's, it just says, you know, find a way in. Yeah,
2: I don't like it with... <laughs> Tails sometimes is a little too open ended like that. I'm really used to four guy, you know, holding my hand. Here's a quest marker, Andrew. Go right here. X marks the spot. And tails are a little <laughs> bit more open ended than that. Sometimes it's a little frustrating.
1: Well, that's life for
2: you. Did it ever add a quest marker there, Ray? Or was it just always sort of nope. like, well, find another way, smart guy?
5: Yep. It just it kept uh, the quest marker stayed on uh, Wolf the whole time, and you'd go talk to him, and you'd go. Well, did you find a way in? So just started going through and looking in every house, you know, climbing all over the place. Finally found a a bunker, Um, Annie's bunker.
2: So you didn't wait on France to to run to Annie's bunker? No. Because he was dead. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so he that would make it that fast. would make it that would make it considerably harder because it was a lot easier for me because I would just followed people around. Like the whole point of the the swapping out the hollow tape was. Let's see, I think we should sort of describe Franz. He's sort of an interesting character with a weird sort of like facial hair and crazy. Hair, like he, you can tell, he's like accent. a yeah, yeah a
1: very th- affected way of speaking, and so yeah, on and so sort forth.
2: of uh, some sort of European generic Euro trash accent. It's not quite German, it's not quite French or something, you know, and 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 but. He really likes dramas. Was it movies? I thought it was just like audio dramas. Was, was, was... Yeah,
1: well, they were holotapes. I'm not sure what all is Can included they... in holotapes. Is yeah. it just audio or I is it video that. as well?
2: Ray, is it possible? Can you project uh, movies from your holotapes?
5: I haven't seen it done, but I don't know why you couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It'd be black and white, essentially. Only It'd be green and black. But...
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh, he was really into dramas, and we're going to swap out his um, w- uh, his dramas with a horror tape. And th- um, when we turn the power back on, when we go back outside to the fuse box, that'll then light up a, a horror movie, which will then scare Franz out of his, uh, his bunker, uh, leading him to run to a different bunker. And that's how I found it. So it was really frustrating for you. That sucks because... That small little town has lots of little nooks and crannies to run through, right?
5: Yeah, there's only about eight houses in that little, that section. But there's I figured lo- it could yeah. be too far away.
2: No, no, yeah. See, that was another thing. I didn't know if it was like all of the stuff was going to be right here because um we didn't even uh, say, there was some sort of speech that they gave about those three, that Wolf gave right there. He said there that there are three bunkers and they're all interconnected somehow. Did Do you yes, remember any details all- about that speech?
1: they were all friends and they, he was talking not about the bunkers being connected, but all of the people in the bunkers having shared something in the past. There's something that he's kind of alluding to, but he doesn't spell out. And because he has that information on their past, he thinks he has a way to get you to get them to get into Carlos's bunker.
2: Okay. And so that's, uh, that's when he starts us off to scare Franz out because he knows Franz has a relationship with the next person and he would run to them that would get us into there. And he thinks that if we use two of the other people that we could get into the third place that would grant it, grant us access there.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the second time I played it, I played it that way where I just scared them the quiet uh, okay, way. Okay, yeah. Um, Kept everyone alive. And so along. I put in Casey's top 40 tape. <laughs> How did that go? It didn't scare him.
2: So he didn't <laughs> leave the bunker?
5: No. Didn't I had to you... damage his furniture.
2: Yeah, Seriously. okay. That, that comes Damages up again his later. Furniture. Yeah, that's funny. That comes up again later Um, in the in the quest, uh, here in the next step. That's funny that you had to damage all the furniture.
1: So what did damaging the furniture do? Scare him?
2: Yeah. It makes him run away. Like, Does he go aggro then? Like, can you still follow him, or do you have to, no. like...
5: No, he just, he runs away. Oh, somebody help me, help me. But So no,
1: he's running away from you, right? Or does he just think it's
5: happening? Yeah. No, he, I think he recognizes that it's, you know, you doing it. Casey okay.
2: Kasem destroyed my fucking couch. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, he's a super trusting guy because you disable the terminal outside, the, the power feed. You go in and he's like, oh, hey, stranger who just, you know, let themselves into my home. Are you technically minded? Can you fix this for me? And I'm like, sure.
2: <laughs> just, yes, yes, I can.
1: Very
5: trusting.
2: Yeah. All right. So, um, Ray, you, you eventually stumbled in over to our new bunker.
5: Yeah. So um, I found Annie's bunker. And uh, went down, and she was sitting on the couch.
2: Okay, which, so that's interesting. You didn't have to do the whole beacon thing.
5: No, I just I I found the door, opened it up, mm-hmm. walked downstairs. She was sitting on the couch,
2: and and, uh, and, um, and so location I of Annie's.
5: Her head next to her on the couch. Hooray. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a good couch head, nice.
5: But you know, it's it it happens when you've got uh, you know a high level of. Um, Big leagues, mm. you know their their heads come off.
2: That, that you have a trail of heads following you all over the place, Ray. You, that's how you know where Ray has been. Fun. You will know us by the trail of heads.
1: I mean, you can set up trophies for like Brahmin and Rad Deer, or <laughs>
5: uh, seriously, <laughs> yeah. Why so- not? People do.
1: Why not
5: people do? <laughs> the Raiders do it. Yep.
2: All right, okay, so Ray, you've you've gone in and you've killed Annie. Um, where does that get you? The wolf probably comes in and scolds you at that point, right? So- yeah,
5: he you know, he's still a little, you know, tense. Um and so, you know, still nothing okay well what's next so I continued searching and uh, came to a house with no roof uh, mm-hmm. but there was a brand new rug on top of it mm-hmm. and so like okay and so then I got the um, the marker that I could interact with the rug so I took the rug off and found a door
2: interesting Th- That 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 is different than the other way yeah
5: so when inside there, now wolf's all, oh yeah, you're great. This is awesome. <laughs> now you Thanks have to much. find the stash. Dude, I'm I getting paid for this, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: right. Come on. How about you pitch in a little bit, jerk?
5: Um so uh one interesting thing is is once you're in there, um it's it's very clear that um it's the uh, the assets for the old Gullet Sinkhole. It's that uh, uh, the same uh, layout, the same rock that uh, the bones are usually sitting on. Okay, uh, with Grandpa Savaldi's hat. Hmm. Um. And so, at that point. If you've been to the old Galt sinkhole enough, you recognize that you need to go up the embankment, um, and that it leads to a basement. So Mm. follow that. When you go in there, um, you know, you, you find all kinds of traps, but now, you know, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Back to Annie. If you, if you don't kill Franz, um, and scare him by hitting his furniture with a sword. <laughs> he'll, uh, so he'll run silly. over to Annie's house.
2: That, that is so silly. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, it gets sillier because you go into <laughs> her bunker and she's got a gun on you. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is go over and whack her. Um, you know, she's got some, uh, stag skulls up on her wall. You hit one of those, and all of a sudden, the two of them run off.
1: <laughs> this is so interesting. I never would have thought to do these things.
2: So, the people just get scared when you start destroying their personal items, and they run away, and then you follow yeah. where they go after you, after you destroy they don't, their personal they items. They
5: don't care if you steal everything out from in front of them. But yeah. you hurt their furniture. They're not having any of that.
2: Don't touch my couch. <laughs> That's great. Um
1: yeah, I, I didn't discover about the stealing thing until I accidentally picked something up at the the next quest, and I was like, "Oop! I just picked that up before the, thinking about it." It was like some of the the glowing shrooms, um, and and then I realized after I'd picked it that it was red. And I was like, "Oh, uh, really? Yeah, no one's gonna cares. No. Down? All right, that's fine." <laughs> Man, I didn't
2: even I didn't even try it out. I just didn't touch anything because it was all marked red, and I, I'm might have to go back and loot some stuff um right. so mine was a little bit different down in there when i when i popped down into annie's bunker i got the uh immediate notification that i needed to put a radstag head in the freezer
1: yeah well first after you That's... get out of uh franz's bunker then wolf finds you again doesn't he yeah okay
2: i'm getting ahead of myself you're right um this is all a result, if you go down the path of putting the horror tape, the horror hollow tape in, and then Franz gets scared and runs out and goes into Annie's bunker, but Wolf cuts you off, right? After you see where Franz where is going. Franz goes, yeah,
1: yeah, you hear him screaming at the, the next bunker over, like, you need to let me in, please! Let, it's an emergency or something like that. <laughs> and he eventually gets let in, and Wolf is just suddenly by your shoulder going, hey, good work. Now, here... Have a rad stag skull.
2: <laughs> Weird. <laughs>
1: Just, <laughs> I think he, I kind of like the pacing because I feel like, uh, I believe that, uh, Wolf kind of waits a little bit and he's like, all right, let's give it a second. Yeah. Okay. Go in. All after right.
2: Them, now, bro. now let go. Uh, so um, up immediately upon entering the bunker, uh, you get the, the, the quest tells you to put the rad stag skull in the freezer.
1: Oh wait, we are getting No, a we we, we no, that. we missed
2: it again. There was something about radio too. Yes. Um um yes. um Annie is a what did he say? She she's a big fan of um uh, DC um Yeah, Diamond City Radio. Diamond, Diamond City Radio. And,
1: and hunting, I
2: think. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. Because yeah, she had uh, she had trophies on her on her walls in in the yeah. bunker. So she's she's really into hunting and Diamond City Radio. Then so he
1: tells us to put receiver right
2: a beacon of some kind up on the uh, the radio receiver yeah Mm -hmm.
1: which i being dumb went down into the bunker and i was like i'm just gonna put it on the radio on the radio
2: yeah wait it
4: doesn't (laughs) go here
2: (laughs) yeah they're talking about the radio tower on top of the building Yeah. yeah yeah
1: which that's actually where i thought the power was for franz's building because i was like okay what looks like power oh, cable that's hilarious like yeah so i got all turned around it was, <laughs> it, it was not my finest gaming hour that's
2: at all. that's great that's fun
5: so that's what that thing's up there for yeah <laughs> yeah
2: uh, did you not did, do that? I saw You'd- it
5: up there. I knew it didn't belong, but I couldn't figure out what the heck. Yeah, there's there a,
2: there's a radio tower up there that um, Annie is using to listen to Diamond City Radio, and you're supposed to go up there and put a beacon on the radio receiver that will interrupt her signal down to her radio that plays uh, some sort of crazy signal carrier. Do you remember exactly what that was?
1: Yeah, it is literally a dying rad stack, and it is an <laughs> awful. Chalkboard and nail sound. It's nasty.
2: Oh, it's lovely. Yes, yeah, so you put this you put this thing the signal interrupter on her radio receiver and you go down into the bunker and uh
1: And at first she's like fussing at friends, going, It's not haunted. Calm your butt down, you're overreacting. No ghost. Yeah, yeah. And uh then then suddenly DC radio is interrupted by the beautiful Call <laughs> of the Dying Radstag, and, and also, but also, you're right. Upon entering, you get the notification to put the Radstag skull in the freezer of her fridge. Yes. But I was really confused, and I actually failed it the first time around yes. because I was like, "But she's right there; like she's she's going to see me, <laughs> right at me." Yeah. And so I, I failed it initially, and then and I, I thought about just kind of going through with it from there and, you know, figuring it out, but then I was like, I really don't want to. I'm just going to do this straight. So I just reloaded and uh, went back and did it proper and mm-hmm. just popped it in there while they were distracted by the sounds on the radio yeah. of dulcet tones.
2: So So while they're distracted by the sound, you're supposed to sneak the skull into the fridge, and then Annie's all like... Franz, quit freaking out, man! Here, I've got something to calm your nerves. Let's. I'm gonna go over here and get you a beer out of the fridge, and they yeah, go over. <laughs> Franz is freaking out, going,
1: but it's the sound of a rad stag. Don't it's a you dying think
2: that rad stag? It means something. Yeah. You're a hunter, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like sim. He said something like it's symbolic or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell did these people do back in the day?
5: Well, <laughs> uh, so now I see. Actually, I did it the peaceful way.
2: Oh. Yeah, we're, we're torturing <laughs> these poor people I didn't,
5: I, didn't, I didn't give these people this kind of uh, trauma, trauma. <laughs> I quickly Andrew, put them out of their misery
1: what a twist we're the real monsters here
5: <laughs> twist
1: <laughs> I never saw it that way I see myself in a whole new light now
2: cares the monster. Yes. I am um, monster. <laughs> so <laughs> So um she goes over to get him a beer, right? And she pops up in the fridge and oh my god, it's a fucking rad stag skull in the freezer. And they take that as a sign that, you know, it really is haunted and they they both get really fucking scared and they bolt. Did anything happen before they bolted? I don't think so. Um, so they, they they bolted, and you can uh, continue on the quest at that point. But um, like Kara said, she failed. I also failed the quest a couple of different times because I had somehow managed to not gather the fact that Wolf had given me a Radstag skull to put into the freezer already. So when I got the notification, put the Radstag skull in the freezer, I was going to the Radstag skull on the wall of the. The bunker and trying to take it off the wall and put it in the freezer. Then there's two of them on opposite sides. So I kept going back to one to the other and try to take it off the wall and put it in the freezer, or take this one off the wall, put it in the freezer. And it wasn't working, it wasn't letting me interact with anything. And I was getting really frustrated. I know I was just like what the fuck it's just cuz I didn't notice that Wolf had given me a skull already in my inventory and all you really have to do is just walk up to the fridge and it says activate freezer and it, if you yeah. click activate freezer that that'll put the skull in in the freezer for you so don't get don't get stupid like me and try to keep taking the radsack skulls off the wall it's already in your pocket everybody <laughs>
1: For me, it kind of faded into existence. Did it just pop yeah. into existence for you or did it fade
4: in?
2: Yeah, all the all this stuff. That's actually interesting that you mentioned that um, because all of these tail stuff, especially because um, I've got my save file so bogged down with crazy bugs and everything at this point, but you're right. Uh, things sort of like fade in. Um, last episode, we, we did some football with some super mutants and when I showed up to that cell, um, I walked right up to the edge, and it was like the the world ended, and looked straight down into nothingness. So you could see like a floating blue water, and like buildings, and weird like nether world of Fallout was underneath me. And then slowly, the a bridge appeared before my feet, and then the buildings sort of grew up out of nothing, and then the world sort of appeared in front of me, like really slowly, and everything came. I was like, oh. It's just the cell hadn't loaded yet, so that's interesting that the skull you can put it in and the skull sort of like fades into existence and yeah. you know, pops in yeah it's, it's just interesting how um the mods have to work and and Ray was saying that um he recognized cells that um Chris had uh, used you know recycled from different parts of the the building. I recognized there's the bunker and sanctuary um with the bed and the safe. He used yeah. he used that because I was like, oh man, I recognize. There's the safe right there, and the bed, and the little uh, the shelf right next to it. Like he he used he recycled that part, and then the other section right next to it, I also recognized, but I couldn't put my finger on it exactly where. It was like I like looking through all the different portions of the uh, the scenery that Chris has had to like go through, and you know he he picks them out from different scenes around the world and sort of splices different different um, scenes together to make these new locations. So it's always fun to try to recognize and guess where all these different things have come from. Uh, so that, that's the, that's the other way to do it. You can scare them out if you don't kill them like Ray. Is there a third way? Oh yes, there is. I was just about to say, uh, I failed so many times because I have all of my, um, my crazy characters and save loads and bugs and everything. So uh, a couple of times when I tried leaving the bunker with all 27 of my um, gang members, the game froze, so I had to play it a couple of different ways. Um, I kept failing it initially because I didn't understand the skull thing, of course. So uh, the first way that I passed it was very similar to how Ray got out of France's bunker. Uh, was that all of a sudden all these quest markers popped up all over the room. It was like there was one on Radstag, one on the fridge, one on the other Ratstag skull, one on the couch, one on the TV, one on the radio, one on the chair across the room. And it was just like... Uh, just and wolf was there actually wolf was down in the bunker and he said uh, quietly to me yeah, just destroy everything don't kill anybody but just destroy everything in the apartment try to like scare them i don't exactly remember what he said but he gave me the impression just to destroy- shoot everything in the room destroy that and they will get scared and run away so that is another option if you can't do the if you don't understand the whole radstag puzzle but you should now since you've sat through me talking about it for 20 minutes straight here um you can also just destroy everything in the room, much like Ray did in France's, uh, bunker. And then that will scare them enough, uh, to pop them out and run over to, they don't, yes, they go directly to Carlos's bunker. Um, uh, so
5: Abraham's bunker
2: for me, they went to Carlos's and they were rejected entry, I think.
5: Oh, at the house.
2: Yeah. They went to the intercom, and Carlos was like, fuck no. So then they went over to the house right next door, which was Abraham's bunker that you were describing earlier. But there was no sign of any sort of carpet or anything at that point for me. I think they tried to hide it from you if you don't have if you don't Annie in France
5: with you. France. Yeah, because yeah. the, second, the second time when I played it, um, you know, where I damaged their furniture, yeah. they ran to that bunker. Oh, they ran straight to the bunker. Yep.
2: Wow. So there's it just seems like there's a lot of different ways to uh that this, this thing is unbranching and unfolding. It's pretty impressive the way he's constructed these things. Alright, so we go to Abraham's bunker and from that point, Ray, we, we weave back and through and we find um an that we're in the house that we're trying to get into in the first place. And then you can weave yourself back down like you come up some basement stairs and you're into into a house. But then you have to go back down a different set of other basement stairs to get to the the actual bunker that we're looking for for Carlos. Um, I got a optional miscellaneous sort of portion of the quest to find more information about Carlos. Did either of you do that portion? Did you go find more? What what do we find there? I did not do that portion
1: uh well first for me going the way i did they actually got into carlos's bunker
2: um by by talking at the intercom
1: yeah or at least i thought they did
2: wow Um, that's impressive good for them they did not succeed in in mine i followed them in through abraham's bunker so that's yet another way to get in. gee whiz yeah so um, did you just follow them straight in
1: yeah when i got up to the door it was unlocked they were going in and i was like well, don't mind if I help myself. And <laughs> I went in right after them.
2: I'll come too, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. What is this? A school trip? Let's go. Um, so I go in there. And we in there. And he's just making himself comfortable at a table. And he's like, so, you know, maybe look around. Find out more about Carlos or something. And uh, so then I decided to go ahead and do that. And I'm looking over all the things. And I'm like, okay, can't touch this. Can't touch that. All these cool things. Oh, finally found a note. It was on a coffee table, I think, in front of a TV or something, and a couch. Um, So I pick it up, and it's a note from Abraham to Carlos. Did you also read that? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know how long ago this note was written, though. We're not given any context for that. But basically, we get the note from abraham to carlos and it's saying hey i just can't live my life in a bunker anymore i gotta get out there i gotta see the sky above me hope you don't mind you can help yourself to anything in my bunker and i think it was like love ya or whatever um so that and that's pretty much just it it gives you some context to um i guess the once four group of four people mm-hmm. living there Although I don't think, did you guys ever find out why they were all there in the first place?
2: No, or what the connection was, Ray, do you know?
5: Uh, no, neither one of the ways I played out uh, really had much interaction. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, but that's the, that's a little bit, and then next you go to a door, I believe. You don't go down the steps, or do you go down the steps?
4: Yep. Yeah, you go down I, the steps. Sorry, yeah. the doors.
1: I went to the door later. Um, so you go down the steps, and lo and behold, everything is there. It it is uh, below ground. It's kind of a cave like thing. It uh, it's got shelves with all these really very nicely, neatly organized and stacked like uh, ammunition, guns, wow. food, what have you.
2: Lots of stuff. Lots of really nice stuff down there
1: yeah it looks really good, uh, and lo and behold, you know, wolf's down there, or he follows you down there. Um, and so are the other characters. And it turns out, with a twist? Carlos is a little boy.:
2: Oh no,: bah, bah, bah.
1: Bah, bah, bah.
2: A little uh, boy being alone in a bunker for a very long time, right?:
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I can't believe I didn't think find that fishy immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, there, Carlos is telling off the two adults uh, coming in, Franz and so on and so forth. And he's like, You guys are idiots. There's no such thing as ghosts. You're ruining this. Look, you brought in these two schlubs with you. What the hell? Yeah. My piece of heaven is over oh my god like he just kind of has a small meltdown
2: my favorite part was when he said i'm glad you brought that up he said i and you brought these two guys in with you and then i turned around and looked at the other 27 people who followed me into the bunker (laughs) as well i was like these two plus another 27 douchebag you got about 30 people who just found out about your precious little bunker guy (laughs) sorry go ahead kara uh that
1: was basically what I, um unless you want me to lead you through the rest of the dialogue
2: uh well it, it all depends on how you played it like ray y- you wouldn't have had any extra lot of dialogue down there because france and annie would have not accompanied you down there uh wolf yeah. did wolf show up with you i assume
5: yeah he showed up and you know the kid kind of brushes you off right away and starts ragging on, uh, Wolf is, you know, I did, I don't want to buy anything from you. I told you that you you know, sleazy salesman or whatever. Yeah. And,
2: uh, he's like, I don't want to yeah. help your damn charity. Did he say that to yeah. you too? Or was that a yeah. different, yeah.
5: Yeah. No, that, yeah. And so, uh, you know, presented with the dialogue options, um, Max took, uh, threaten. And so I threatened the kid and he said okay fine you know he can take what he wants but don't touch my stuff so
2: you can take the supplies but not his like personal items
5: yeah so at at that point you know wolf says yeah our 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 employer so you never find out who that is <laughs> yeah um,
2: mysterious employer
5: um you know be very happy and then you know kind of says i'm done with you you know go away here's your cut and gives you a thousand caps um and so at that point max didn't really see any reason for wolf to stick around so off with his head.
2: I'm surprised he lasted this long. I'm surprised you just didn't shoot him in the street. Did you try that earlier in the in the quest? Did you t- try to shoot Wolf uh, out in front of the house when you first met him or anything?
5: No, I figured he was going to pay me at some point.
2: <laughs> Take his money first. Then you kill him, Andrew. Exactly. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: so, and and then again, the kid just, and the kid tells you that... Uh, um his parents had filled the basement uh with nuka cola and um selling it to to people around the wasteland is how he had made his fortune
2: oh nice sweet that's a that's a fun little story and I played it yet another way where I had france and Annie annie God, I keep saying France and Annie or France and Annie. Uh, Franz and Annie were down there with us, and so was Wolf. And at some point, um, I didn't do anything. I was I was just I was barely talking to anyone. And Wolf and Carlos started popping off shots at each other. Like they'd started they pulled their guns and started a, a firefight. Well, Wolf had killed um Annie and Franz rather quickly like they went down really quickly after he shot each of them and but carlos the little boy with a hat (laughs) this cute little boy and wolf were having a a gunfight and wolf was doing that thing where he got he got clipped by a piece of furniture so he was trying to retreat away so the game thinks that he's actually standing across the room but but uh wolf and Carlos are actually standing about 3 feet away from each other just blasting each other over and over and over again with guns and both of them are actually really tough characters. And so it took a long time for them to kill each other, but all of my guys like they didn't they didn't go aggro on any of us, so we're just all kind of standing around watching as this little boy and this old greasy gross guy are, are blasting each other in the face with pipe pistols at a range of about 1 yard. It was, it was pretty awesome. And then eventually yeah, that's this boy was really tough. I was very surprised how many shots it took to take him down. Eventually he, they, they wolf killed the little boy and um then he gave me a thousand caps and he was like, Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Thanks, I guess. That was weird. Um do you wanna clean this up or are we just leaving? <laughs> no, but um did did you guys uh Kara, did you happen to run through any instance where the little uh, the little boy Carlos met his demise?
1: Heck no. Well,
2: Carlos that's, is
1: safe and sound.
2: That, that's good. That's good. You are, uh, you are a better better person than I. Uh, no, it's
1: still a monster. It's so still let, psychologically horrifying people.
2: Yeah, speaking of psychologically horrifying, uh, Ray...
5: Oh shit, he's a synth.
2: <laughs> he's a synth. Oh my god. That's what? how that's that's how this little boy has been a boy for fifty years in a bunker or two, <laughs> however long it's been. I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind. It should have like okay, there's a little boy in a bunker who's been down here a very long time. He should not be a little boy anymore, right? That didn't even cross my mind. I can't believe I didn't think of that. So but anyway, after you you, you look through the um the the poor little robot's carcass, you find a synth component. You're like, oh, that makes a whole lot more sense now than why there's a little boy in a bunker for a long time. But it doesn't really make sense, Ray, Do they ever say anything about it? Why he was there, who he was, who he replaced, anything. We don't know any background about any of these characters, what sort of interaction they had together, why there was a synth boy, why there was a, a weird German movie aficionado and a huntress... You know, we we don't know the connection between all these no. people, but it was weird. It did have that aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I didn't yeah. even get to know the synth twist. I just thought, okay, maybe the kid himself hasn't been down here that long. Maybe he came well, along okay. later.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh, I guess it could have been possible that he knew. Not Abner. What was the 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 third bunker? Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. I guess it's possible he could have known them through a third party or or, or something, and then gotten in through Abraham or something. Yeah, that, that's a good call.
4: That, yeah,
1: that's, like that's maybe he was dying other. outside on the doorstep or something one day or something. But no, I like the synth twist a lot better. Yeah, that it's, it,
2: it's, cool. it's fun. That was that was a good little twist. Uh, Ray, did you have anything else you would like to add for um, Three Little Wastelanders? Like you said, uh, you got a thousand caps there for your reward and. Uh, my intelligence is really high, so I got 512 XP. I, I'm sure the base is probably around 400, 450, something uh, like that.
5: Yeah, I didn't write it down, but I, it it was. I, I don't even think it was 400 for me.
2: Oh, really? Okay.
5: Yeah, but a uh, uh, thousand caps, a lot of, has, did did a caps lot of been,
2: loot. Yeah, there's tons of really good stuff in that in that bunker, guys. Uh, multiple fat men or like rifles of all varying hunting rifles and short assault rifles and all sorts of ammo and, and lots of good stuff down in there and food too. I, I usually don't do a ton of food stuff, but if you're into cooking and all the food stuff, there's lots of uh good stash down there ingredients and whatnot.
1: I didn't take a single thing.
2: It was all marked okay. stolen.
1: It was all marked stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just not going to touch this and I'm going to walk away. Yeah,
2: You know, there's no karma meter in this one. <laughs>
1: I was being very cautious, so instead I went back upstairs and I went to that door I was talking about earlier. Did you guys go in there
2: there upstairs there was a third door
1: uh like it it goes to where Abraham was
2: oh no, I didn't uh tell us about that
1: yeah, so I went there uh um before i think yeah before I, I actually went downstairs. Um, I, I'm getting myself out of order because I was like oh this must be the way in um, so then I I, open the door and it steps going downstairs to a little basement um, and I make it down fine and I'm like oh there's a trap and so I jump over it mm-hmm. and I don't realize Wolf is still with me and he's just walking herping derping down the stairs and go whoop <laughs> and tripwire. there's a tripwire explosion <laughs> and then he, there was
2: like those those, like, those hanging grenade bouquets and stuff too right hanging from the ceiling get
1: that far, thank freaking god <laughs> but he did go a little bit further and what do you know herp derp whoop he tripped another goddamn tripwire at the entrance of the cave part that like it's part of the basement is dug out yeah um and you go down to an area uh or the area,
4: I think that Ray was talking
2: about earlier. Yeah, that's funny um, because where we come up. Yeah, we came yeah. up and you went down. That we, we we both hit that same spot, but we like cross each other like uh, ships in the night, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, all right, we're getting out of here because you're a problem. Um, yeah. And I, I was I was looking at all these you know traps and stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to be down here yet. Uh, so then I, I go back upstairs. And then I go down the stairwell, and then I I did the, the interactions, and I'm like, okay, hey, what's going on? Hey, can you please just sell this man your stuff? No, yes, no. And then Wolf's going, hey, you should save a life instead of trying to protect your own skin and all this other nonsense. And finally, Carlos is like, you know what? Fine, fine. We'll do a trade. And then Wolf tells me, Okay, you can take your cut from what's there and I'm like, I can't. Everything is red. <laughs> <It's> Mark
2: stolen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, fine, maybe they mean the stuff downstairs where everything is booby trapped. So I went to- So I went back to Abraham's and I looted Abraham's for all it was worth.
2: Nice. Was that all Mark Stolen as well?
4: Uh, no, no, nothing in Abraham's is marked red. So I was like, I was right. This is my reward.
2: (laughs) When I stepped in in through that door, there's there's all those booby traps and stuff on that stairs uh, leading up to that door that you were talking about. You know, I've got my 27 people with me. And as soon as I step through a door, I am automatically sort of like... Uh, teleported forward a lot further than normally when you would go into a door because of all the people that have to follow behind me. It pushes me forward. So it pushed me past all of the traps, but landed all of my people right in the heart of where all the traps were going off. So like you step in the door and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And all the guys like, Oh, I'm hit. I'm down. Help bleeding. Oh, take a knee, brother. Help. So
5: So there were 12 grenades in that tunnel.
2: it, It took all of them down. It was hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> they're all. I've got them all in power armor, but um, they're also broken down. That none of them actually have any pieces of armor on the power armor anymore. They're all just running around in power armor frames. I've I've abused <laughs> these guys so much by this point. It's been great. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, any other closing thoughts on uh, Three Little Wastelanders, Ray or Kara?
1: I'm going back for my just rewards.
2: <laughs> you you better get them. You earned them. It did. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so on that note, uh, we will go ahead and turn our attention to Adam's Glow. But first, uh, let's see. Do we want to get into an email? Ray, I will have you walk us through Adam's Glow. So maybe I will check in with our our email that we just got in today, if that's cool. Okay. All right. um, So we just got an email today from... A listener, Jay. So shout out to Jay. Thanks so much for writing into the show. We love it when listeners write in. So here we go. Um, Sorry, I didn't have a chance to read the email. So if I stumble, I apologize. It is not your fault. It is mine. I'm ill prepared. Uh, Greetings, all. I just wanted to write in and say I am anxiously awaiting the startup of the new roundtable. I've just come back to Fallout after a little vacation in Morrowind on ESO. Oh, that's nice. Cool. Uh, I started a new character in Fallout 4 to get back into the game and based it loosely off the Fudge Muppet Scientist build with a few tweaks. I'm not a huge fan of power armor, so I've been not using it at all in this playthrough. The high intelligence and low hit points make this build pretty squishy, but hopefully when I unlock Ballistic Weave, it will get better. My latest build made me think of a question for you all. When you build a character in Fallout, do you usually go for a maxed out and one attribute, or do you try to keep them somewhat balanced? Before this build, I would normally look at a perk chart and set my special up based on the specific perks that I wanted early on, and usually came up with a somewhat equally rounded character. Anyway, thanks for the awesome show and the amazing New Vegas playthrough from Pat. And tell Dennis that I can't wait to hear what he has coming up for Fallout 3. Thanks, Jay. Hey, Jay, that's awesome. Thanks so much for the email. Um, that's incredible. I Yeah, Denny's got a Fallout 3 Let's Play coming up that we'll try to get to after Pat's Let's Play. Uh, secret in the works. Don't tell anybody. Kara's got maybe a Let's Play coming up that she might be working on at some point. So, you know, don't tell anyone I said that. Uh, but that's awesome. Thanks so much, Jay, for uh, checking in with us. Let's see. Um So points to get to in the email. Um, First off, Kara, weren't you a scientist build Fudge Muppet character? Was that someone else?
1: That was me.
2: That was you. What did you think of the scientist build?
1: I loved it. You know how much I love my nerd rage.
2: Nerd rage.
5: (laughs) Come on, do it. How does that go again?
2: (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Could you give me an example of this thing you call nerd rage?
5: you may as well do it Kara because you know he's going to go back and find, <laughs> go and find it again the the <laughs> <end of> the- <laughs> well then he can Podcast. do that good so long as he's to oh,
2: work man, for man, that'll it. take too much effort I think that sucks <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I really did love Nerd Rage, um, yeah. and being able to you know just kind of hack my way through most of the territory
3: was was awesome.
2: How, how do you um, deal on with your low level um, when you're just starting out? He said it, it can be pretty squishy, meaning you know you have really high intelligence, but your battle you know you don't have like a ton of investment in armor and strength and stuff like that. How do how do you yeah. deal with uh with combat early on?
1: A lot of saving.
2: Yeah, it's a save <laughs> a save scumming. Safe scumming and running away.
1: Uh-huh. Because, you know, even the sneak isn't that great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so you got to just be very, very cautious in the beginning until you can especially build up your power armor. Um, but he just said he's,
2: he's not it. a power armor fan.
1: Well, he should be. <laughs> Everybody should be. Every,
2: every good scientist likes a good set of power armor. Right. I'm yeah, sorry.
5: But when you can tough get... one without it.
1: When yeah, you can get yeah. jet boots on your machine, on your suit, the world is your oyster, okay? You how, can go anywhere.
2: How many hundreds of hours have I put into Fallout 4, if not over a thousand hours probably by now? I still have not gotten the power armor with the jetpack yet. I have not played around with that at all. Everyone says how fun it is. I still haven't even like headed that direction yet.
1: There are just so many cool little mods that you can do. Yeah. Uh, The problem is scrounging enough material for it all. Number one. Yeah,
2: and then you got to invest into, and you got to invest in the armor perk and stuff like that. And I never go up the strength tree. That's I always ignore that thing. Oh, speaking of. going up the strength tree and that sort of thing. Uh, Ray, how do you build a character? He says, do you usually come up balanced? Do you, do you scope out perks that you want to build toward, uh, what sort of, do you aim for certain attributes or do you go with the perks? Do you go for the specials? What do you, how do you build a character when you're, when you're first starting out, if you're not doing like a, a, a round table role?
5: Uh, so you have to kind of have a premise in mind, you know, how do you want to play this character? Um, You know, do you want it to be a sneaky character? Do you want it to be a, a, you know, in-your-face, like Max, just a super-powerful, charge-in kind of character? Or do you want it to be a charisma character, you know, science character? And so once you have an idea in mind of how you want to play the character, then you go, I go in and I map out at least the first 40 perks. Um. You know, based on how I want how I want to play that, and
2: how do you keep track of that? Do you have a spreadsheet that you do, or do you write it down on paper? Yeah. What do you do? Now
5: I've got it. have a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And you know, then you you know, as as you're playing, you don't have to stop and think about you know, well, what perk do I want? You know, I, I've already gone through and figured out. You know, so like yeah. the one I just started playing uh, with the, uh, one endurance. Um, I had to make sure that all of the, all of the sneak perks are there so that I can, you know, I can get around without, uh, you know, getting shot. Cause you know, two shots from pipe pistol and I'm dead. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a melee character. So I've got strength 10, um,
2: with rounded and blitz, probably.
5: Yeah, and so I wanted blitz, so I had uh, uh, the uh, uh, agility at ten, and so you know you just kind of fill it in that way, and and that way for me, I have I know what direction the character is going in, I know how I'm going to play it, I know what. Um, factions I'm going to run with, you know, based on how I want the, you know, the character's life to unfold. And, uh, you know, then you're just, you're clipping through the game, yeah. um, not having to stop and think about stuff. See. And you've got everything you need because you've already thought it through. I use the, uh, uh, the wiki page and, you know, it's got everything you need in there, every perk you want. It'll tell you what level you need to be at for that uh, special skill and everything.
2: Is there any sort of special guide that you follow? Did would you use like a Fudge Muppet as a guide, sort of thing? Not do exactly their thing. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you have a an overarching st- story perk thing that you that you go to, or do you make these up on the fly as you go?
5: Well, I've I've done most of the fud, Fudge Muppet builds. Um, wow. That's a lot. They know, have like just, 30 of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from those I've, uh, you know, I found what I like, what I don't like. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've made some tweaks, you know, to those and changed, uh, you yeah. know, some of the perk uh, lines that they do. Yeah.
2: Kara, uh, so, do you have an opinion on how you start a character like that? Do you do specials? are you perks are you story? are you role what 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 do you you're a big uh d and d like role player so do you do you go with like a story motivation for your character or are you more stats based what do you do
1: actually i'm more stats based but i will be honest I am incredibly haphazard, especially when I was first starting out uh in fallout and I was not familiar at all with the the trees. Uh, I mean, I think yeah. I admitted at one point on the show that at first I had no idea that I was supposed to also <laughs> go down the poster. Yeah. So I was just filling up the, uh, sp-
5: uh, the cell. <laughs> And that's what motivated uh, Pat's latest film. Yeah,
2: Pat, Pat is doing a playthrough with no perks, just because you did that. And actually uh, Laura Manuel of uh, um, Vault 97 fame also admitted recently that she also had that same mistake where she didn't realize that you could get perks before getting to level 10 she thought you had to get to level 10 first and then you could go back through and start getting perks
1: yeah and that's what i thought once i finally realized that i could go lower on the thing but then i realized wait wait i can go oh crap i've been wasting this whole thing
2: that's hilarious but I just
1: like, wonder i'm get, not getting any better,
2: but Ray, your plan would be really beneficial to me. I really should plan out stuff ahead of time because uh I know that I've mentioned over and over again that I always have a good five to ten unused perks sitting around because I get paralyzed by the inability to make a decision about how to invest these things because I'm so crushed that if I make the wrong investment I won't be able to go back and actually use I'm worried that I'll play five hours and then be like fuck I invested into the wrong perk but I don't want to go back five hours it's such a huge chunk of wasted time so I just I don't use them in fear that I'm going to invest them incorrectly. But so I should really be more determined and write out, have a planned map that I'm going to go through that, that would help me so much if I started doing something like that, because that would eliminate that decision-making that I would have to do in mid game. I would just bam, do it and, and move on. That's really what right. I started. start. And
5: doing. then your character is in the flow of that, of that style yeah. that you've developed. Yeah. So, and so it just, it, you know, continues to level up at, at, you know, a good rate.
2: So Jay, I think what we're saying here is that you, you can be a role person, but really it is sort of a stats based game. So what you want to do is pick some of your perks that you will like to weave into a, into a character and then weave a story around, those stats, that would make sense. I believe that's sort of the angle that we go at. And as far as aiming for a special versus perks, for me, I'm always a VATS whore. So I'm um, upping my, my perception, uh, which will increase your accuracy in VATS and my agility, which increases your number of shots that you will get off per VATS session or whatever. It, it maximizes your AP so you can get more shots off during VATS. So if I'm just doing a character for fun, that's my favorite build to do. So I I will always go max both of those out. And then I'm usually really low in luck. I really don't care about luck usually. Um, I'd rather have um, high charisma so I can get the local leader 2 perk and do all that. uh, Merchants and trade routes and and all that stuff. Um, But you don't want to ask me how to build a character because I'm always... Like I mentioned, paralyzed by the inability to make a decision at a, at a certain point. So, I need to you need to really just listen to to what Ray was saying. He's he's obviously created fifty characters and and done this over and over again. He really knows how to map out a character well and do that. So, I, I would I would take Ray's advice, uh, sort of get a good plan of what you want to do. At least get the first. I would suggest at least twenty. He's saying forty perks, uh, but just to get a direction that you want to go. Maybe you can start. Uh, going off in a different direction once you get a certain distance in with the character. Uh, But just so you have a a starting place and a direction to go, I I think it's good to follow Ray's advice there. Uh, Speaking of Ray, let's, uh, without further ado, get into our next quest for the Evening Adam's Glow. Uh, Ray, can you tell us a little bit about your adventure?
5: So um, it starts off um, at the Lakeview Pier, uh, which is a house uh, with a boat on the deck.
2: Um, what, what part of the map are we on here?
5: Uh, we're we're over um, on the Natick side. Um, that West. little lake over there, yeah, the yeah near the glowing sea.
2: Yeah, yeah, just sort of north of the glowing sea. There's a pond. Natick is on one side of the pond with the the sort of collapsed police station and stuff. Um, sort of north of there is, uh, the interstate exchange or whatever that is called. You know what I mean? That, uh, yeah. there's like a gunner base or raider base there too. Right.
5: Um, sort of off. I of that, that is, uh, the, uh, the mash, fu- the mass yes. fusion disposal site.
2: Yeah. The mass fusion disposal, blah, blah. I can't say it. Um, <laughs> that glowing pond, we'll call it. Yep. All right.
5: So um, you enter the house, you see a door for the basement, Um, you go downstairs and there's a a trail that leads through this uh, cavern full of uh, radioactive barrels. A couple of children of Adam uh, praying to a, uh, uh, to a nuke. And then you will, you walk into a little uh, church area and meet uh, Father Malcolm, who <laughs> looks a little bit like Jesus.
1: Yeah, he
5: does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, going in there, you you talk to him. He wants you to spread the word of Adam's glory. And, as a demonstration, he wants to he wants your help uh to baptize Emily uh, who has uh just come to them recently uh diagnosed with a brain tumor
2: yeah where did where did she get her diagnosis from uh
5: I didn't catch that
1: just doctors she said she said the doctors said that there's less than a ten percent chance of me surviving the removal,
2: yeah, so how i mean are there lots of high functioning hospital facilities with great working x-ray machines? I don't understand how she get like where <laughs> does she get an MRI done here? How do they know she's got a tumor in her brain? What, is, is, does she is she exposed like have some sort of like typical physical manifestation of a tumor? I don't understand how that she was diagnosed with this thing in the first damn
5: place. I didn't Did ask
1: yeah, he's not willing to suspend disbelief here, folks. Um, <laughs> <'Cause>, because <laughs> video games?
2: Is that why? Because video games? Because yeah. video games. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, because mods. Um, yeah, that too. Not to say video games don't have their plot holes. Uh, but I think... I know that there are still hospitals with MRI machines out there and stuff like that, so it's possible that... Of course, there's not one in the nearby area, as far as we know, that has power running to it or a doctor that can utilize it. But uh, who knows? Maybe she's come from the next province over?
5: I don't know. Can you see a tumor if you hold somebody's head next to a radioactive barrel?
1: Sure. Do it all the time.
5: Yeah. Um. So he asks... Uh, you to go clear out the the knights of adam that have uh have that are guarding the uh the pond that uh, is uh, full of radioactive barrels at the mash fusion disposal site what? And, uh, the knights of adam are the super mutants
2: yeah um i was confused by that ray would did that strike you as strange
1: yeah, I was like, what do you mean the Knights of Adam? Like I was like, are we going on a quest for Camelot here? I'm very confused.
2: And 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 I was thinking Knights of Adam. When when I originally heard him say Knights of Adam, I was picturing um most likely glowing ones or feral ghouls or something that was caused by atomic radiation. Well
4: technically
1: they were caused by radiation
2: the the mutants were i thought it was the fev virus that caused
5: super mutants oh no you're
1: right
5: you're right yep. so they're they're just immune to the radiation
2: technically the super mutants aren't the knights of i guess they could be considering they're immune to adam or something i, I don't know. i was confused by the just the, again me because video games stupid andrew but i was like knights of adam super mutants were caused by fev not adam that was weird but anyway, I, sorry. So we have to go kill these uh, super mutants. Um, I actually went to Mass Fusion first on my way around the south end of the lake and accidentally uh, killed all the super mutants first and then went to the church and then came back and was like, oh, wait, they're all dead, and then went back and told the guy and then came back and started the whole quest. So I had, like, a couple of loops in there that I didn't actually need to do. Uh, but anyway, so um, we he asked us to go kill these... Um, does he want you to kill him, or does he? what does he say? Does he want you to visit them and, and ask them to leave? What, what is his interaction here?
5: Uh, I wrote down that you need to get rid of the uh, uh, Knights of Adam.
2: So, yeah, pretty much we just need to go down and, and kill him. And uh, there were different levels of super mutants, if I remember right. I, there was a couple of mutant hounds with them as well. I don't remember it being a particularly tough battle, but also I have a small army with me, so most of my battles aren't that tough anymore.
5: Yeah, no, it went pretty quick for Max too. Uh, they're pretty spread out, so he yeah. was just able to jump from one to the other. Yeah, uh, um, did did him you with his lucky sword?
2: Did you take any sort of anti radiation stuff? Because I kept actually accidentally falling into the pond, and they're like if you get near the center of that uh, disposal site. The radiation is upwards of forty, fifty, sixty rads per second. Like it, it it gets really high level depending on where you're floating around in the middle of that little pond.
5: You know there's like little walkways and bridges and stuff, right? I you don't I, have to go through the lake.
2: I, I fall off of stuff accidentally when I'm jumping away and firing. Like I I do that uh, thing in, in battle where I jump backwards and fire my rifle at things and just kinda like whoops, I fell into the lake again.
5: Huh, okay.
2: See when, you know, I need to get some rooted, I need to get some uh some melee weapons going on. Ray, you need to teach me the way of the melee artist.
5: It it's a good time, I'll tell you that.
2: Yeah. Well, I have done lots of power fist with this character. That was my first step. I know it's not quite melee, but it's I th- I feel like it's a step in the same direction.
5: Yeah, yeah, you know, up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. And that was
2: my Skyrim play style. I'm always a two-handed sledgehammer or a two-handed uh, warhammer in your face type guy in Skyrim. I don't know why I'm such a, a range guy in and, and Fallout. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you took care of these super mutants. Um, and I, su- I assume he didn't follow you down there, so you probably have to make your, your backtrack all the way back up to the
5: Yeah, the, tell the, them it's all cleared out. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and wait for them to get there. They take forever. Um, but they... they Bring Emily to the lake, and uh, uh, she goes into the uh, into the pond that you fell into, and uh, gets baptized. She's complaining about how hot it is and how it com- uncomfortable it is, yeah. and you know, and everything. And can you can you describe
2: uh, the 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 process of how she was <laughs> how they administered <laughs> the baptism?
5: <laughs> well, so she's sitting on her knees in the water and brother Jacob, who's a ghoul, <laughs> oh, um, is just, you know, stabbing her with, uh, <laughs> uh, syringes over and over and over again. <laughs> it's
2: like, he's like bending over, get a syringe full of this water, this like horribly irradiated water, stab it in her neck over and over again. Oh, gross.
5: Um uh, so, you know, this goes on for a little while. She's complaining, you know, uh, uh, father Malcolm is, you know, praising Adam and, uh, you get a little, uh, fade to black and the screen comes back and Emily's a ghoul.
2: I have never known it to happen that quickly. That was another thing. I was like,
5: Whoa, wait a second here. <laughs> D-
2: does it happen that quickly ever else in the game?
5: Uh, I don't know. They never talk about how long it took for, uh, Eddie winter to. Uh, to become a ghoul.
2: I For some reason, I always assumed it took maybe not the full 200 years, but at least a long while before the skin started really, well, I guess it would have been burned immediately. Yeah. But, but to transfer immediately like Emily did, it was like werewolfing out or something. You know what I mean? Like it was just kind of all of a sudden she was a ghoul. I, I thought it was rather quick, but. I don't know what sort of effect that stuff has on your skin.
1: Well, it sounds like if you think about it for um, Hancock, his transformation was a little quicker, too, than... uh,
2: Remind me about his. But his
1: was because of a drug, wasn't it? Like, or a whole bunch of drugs, like, that he took at once.
2: He was, like, he was, like, pickled on the inside. He was preserved, so he didn't kill him. It just made him into a ghoul.
1: I think so. Like, I, I could I, swear that he said that the reason he, was the, he is the way he is is because of certain drugs that he took. And he was like, but it was worth the high. And I'm like, really? This is worth that high? That one time fleeting high? All right. You do you, Hancock. You do you.
2: <laughs> oh, man. But it was a good time, though, at least. And he now he gets to live forever, too.
1: That's true. Causing chaos and yeah. havoc everywhere he goes See, as he pleases.
2: Most drug overdoses your life and made him immortal.
1: <laughs> so kids, there's like a 1%. No, <laughs> please don't take this advice. Please you
2: could don't. become a horrible,
5: disfigured girl. <laughs> well, so, so they come up out of the water. Everybody's, you know, um, praising Adam. And Max thinks, you know. We don't really need any more of these freaks in the Commonwealth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this pool shall not only be your place of birth, Emily, but also your place of death.
5: Yep. Um, so he killed brother Jacob and then Emily. And then uh, father Malcolm turns hostile, which kind of shocked me because almost none of these, uh, tales quests have, uh, you know, have, yeah. has anybody ever turned Attack hostile him, when yeah. I killed him?
2: Yeah, he he didn't uh, write that in very often, did he?
1: Maybe he really liked Emily.
5: Evidently. So he, he starts blasting you watch with his, his gamma gun.
2: Oh, nice. He has a fun gun to take. <laughs> I like uh, those gamma guns. Yep, yeah. That's cool. Um,
5: so... Uh, when does the quest actually so Max, end? Max had there. actually, you know, when he went to kill the mutants, um, the reason why I didn't have any problem with the um, radiation was because I took, had taken a dose of the Mysterious Serum.
2: Oh, nice.
5: So that was still in effect when Father Malcolm was blasting me. So Let's see. Uh, Max was just able to run up and cut his head off.
2: We got the Mysterious Serum in the vanilla game is from the Cabot House quest. Uh, but we also got another dose of it recently through Tales, did we not?
5: Uh, the first one we played with uh, the sisters. Oh, with uh,
2: Aubrey. No, Audrey yeah. and, and, and yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, That's right, yeah. Her sister takes it away from you um, and then runs off, but Max killed her and took it.
2: Oh, of course, of course. You can't let that happen.
5: No, stuff's good, you know. Even though we do get a lifetime supply from uh, uh, from Lorenzo. From,
2: yeah, I almost said Jack, yeah. but no, it's from Lorenzo.
5: <laughs> yeah, you know you you know you can't waste them. They're precious. Yeah.
2: Um. So Ray, that that's a great way to play through the quest. Um. There was an optional portion that I did not do. Uh, That Kara, I'm curious if you did, that um, we can go off and find a doctor willing to work on her tumor and and willing to actually attempt the surgery that only would have a 10% success rate. Did you by chance follow that optional thread of the storyline?
1: I really thought about it seriously because if this were actually me in the wasteland... And I came across this. I'd be that would be my choice. I'd be like, hold hold on a second, no. Emily. Like, let's
2: let's go find let's a doctor. Think about this
1: for a second. <laughs> let's get a professional medical opinion here. I know you've talked to other doctors, but let's just give this one more shot. Um, but after how long it took me, um, just to get started on the the first quest that we talked about tonight, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna do this straight. I'm curious anyway. I want to see how this is going to go. Is she going to die? I bet she's going to die. She's totally going to die. Like this is not going to work out for her. Lo and behold it was not how I expected it to turn out. I also ran into like a a starred mire lurk on the way over there so that was fun. Oh goodness. He kept like shaking at me and following me and I was like oh my god I really have to deal with you don't I? Um, so I had to shake him off and kill him and that was fun. Uh, and I I was very happy though with this one because I got to use my rocket launcher to my heart's content. Oh, and nice! It was a lot of fun
2: on on the super mutants on, on and the on, the, Mutant. on the on the on the mirelurk and on everybody.
1: The mirelurk was too up in my face for me to do it. Oh yeah.
2: What what do you got going on with your with your rocket launcher?
1: Uh, nothing is. I haven't really modded it yet. No. It's just the rocket launcher straight up.
2: Um, have you Have you done much modding? Have you gotten like a high intelligence science character and done lots of modding with a uh, with with uh, a with a rocket launcher before
1: no no i haven 't I really want to there's
2: a, um, there's some fun mods not not like author written mods but like you know gun mods uh, that you can put onto to the rocket launcher you can do like a quad barrel where you can shoot four rockets. And there's uh, there's an auto lock feature on on it, and I had a character that did that, and it is just like you know raining hellfire upon your enemies. <laughs> it's amazing, so I recommend yeah, doing that at button. some point. Yeah, uh, get get that quad barrel with the auto lock, and it's it is just really fun. So uh, I recommend doing that to people oh, out there. Nice.
1: Yeah. I hadn't. I've, I'd been very precious with sure. my rocket launcher before. Uh,
2: and I'm always scared of running out of missiles. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
2: why aren't they called rockets? Is it called a missile launcher? And I'm calling it a rocket launcher. It must I be called a missile launcher. launcher. Yeah,
5: I, I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah. And they you're thinking about uh, the uh, Pat's playthrough with the, the uh, rockets, in, in red New Vegas. flare. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's a rocket launcher. Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, they're these little, you know, cute little rockets. Me. Pew! Yeah. Uh, um,
2: yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh no! Uh, I was just gonna say that it, because I'd been so precious with them, I hadn't really fully got to enjoy it. But since I hadn't played this character in a while, and I don't think I'm gonna finish through this, I was like, you know what? Let's just have fun. So it was just like I kind of lit up the night because I did this at night, actually, um, with just blowing everything to shreds, <laughs> and and that was so nice. much fun. So much fun. I wish that you know there were there was a lot more ammo for those kinds of things yeah,
2: in yeah. the game. It's a little it's scarce silly. sometimes for the big... I, I always hate getting the big weapons draw as my perk for um, a, a mm-hmm. round table character because there's so little ammo out there for all of those big guns. It's like it's so precious you don't ever want to use it. Or you just have to stockpile stuff and make the ammunition through the, the contraptions workshop. I'm, I'm sure that you can construct it. Or you have to, like collect all the the pipe pistol ammo and then sell that to get caps and then use those caps to get the the you know it's you can't just find it you know what i mean like you have to you have to put an extra effort to get the ammo for those big guns it seems yeah uh, ray did you try to find a doctor i did oh nice tell me about that cuz i i did, I did <laughs> not i did not attempt this tell me tell me a little bit about <laughs> what goes into this
5: um so you know, the first time I played through, I saw that that was an option. So I thought, okay, well, let's let's see what this is. So went back and and played it again. And um, so, uh, you know, you you when you get the when you get the quest to clear out the disposal site and the doctor, uh, you actually get two uh, map markers. Uh, and so. Uh, you travel to uh, Eagle Hill, which is um, East Boston, just over the bridge from uh, County Crossing. And that is a, a an area that is um, put in by the mod. Um, so there's a diner there. There's a, um, a repair person there. There's a power armor man. And... A robot clinic. Wow. This place yeah. is fully stocked. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so you go into the robot clinic and is is that uh, for when
2: you've caught a robot S T D?
5: Um <laughs> So the nurse and the doctor are robots. Oh, uh,
1: oh okay.
5: But in the clinic, trying to see the doctor is Doc Casey, um, who is a human. And he's trying to um, uh, further his work and uh, is trying to um, use the facilities uh, at this uh, clinic. And, you know, the nurse is giving him a hard time. Uh, But so you walk in and you ask him about his work. Um, He tells you he's from out west. Um, And then he tells you that his specialty is um, uh, surgery on uh, brain tumor patients.
1: Wow, that is really
2: specific. Gee whiz.
5: And you're like, hey. Hey,
2: I just have to know somebody with (laughs) a brain
5: tumor. You want to try out on them?
2: (laughs) He mentioned specifically that he's from out west. Uh, is there any sort of new Vegas tie in with this character
5: or something? Uh, I'm not certain. Okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't know
2: if it, so. I didn't know if it was a reference to see, I haven't played much new Vegas, so I didn't know if this was a, a reference to a character I haven't met yet or something.
5: Yeah. Um, but then he tells you, um, you know, more about his breakthrough technique, which, um, instead of cutting a hole in the patient's head, um, he goes in through the eye
2: oh god
1: and oh, that's a thing
2: <laughs> the not a real thing though is it
1: oh yeah what? oh yeah like i'm not sure about like the brain specifically but, well no yeah uh you can get to the brain through
2: well i know yeah. you can but that doesn't mean you should
1: well, it depends on the problems you're having, Andrew. I can't oh, think Lord. of any because I'm stupid and ignorant of medical stuff. But I know <laughs> this can be a thing. I Ignore think... the fact that I just said that I'm ignorant of medical stuff, and believe
4: me. <laughs>
2: I don't think, I don't think this is brain surgery. I think this is lobotomy. You're talking about there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Like you can't. I don't know. I can't i just this was something that i remember from way back when and i think okay but there is one thing i can think of but this is fiction so i don't know if this is real but on the diary of jessica jones uh they had this guy whose skin was completely impenetrable but he had like water on the brain or he had swelling of some kind and they're like oh my god he's going to die we can't get in to relieve the swelling oh wait let's go in through his tear duct <laughs>
5: that's Luke Cage
1: yes <laughs> and let's extract the extra fluid that way
2: that, that's Luke so, Cage's thing he has impenetrable totally
5: skin this. yes it does
2: <laughs> exact same situation
1: on TV once, Netflix specifically, Andrew. So, so, so that means it's
5: real. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, you know, now things, now is when things are going to get interesting. So, you go back and you go back into the church and you tell Emily um, that, uh, you know, you found a doctor and She's like, oh, thank God. I really didn't think this uh, you know, drowning in a pool of uh radiated water is gonna really work for me. And <laughs>
2: yeah, geez.
5: At that point, uh Father Malcolm and the six followers followers that are in the church go aggro.
2: Oh, nice.
4: Uh...
5: And they all have gamma guns. What? Yeah,
2: is is your serum pretty effective? I hope.
5: (laughs) So, I played through this a few times.
2: (laughs) Yeah, do you have to fetch any power armor or anything, or?
5: No, no, no. You know, Max was able to do it. The problem was that he couldn't do it and keep Emily from dying. Uh, Yeah, does that fail the quest if Emily dies? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense.
5: So, Max gets the idea. Okay, I know how. Let's try killing them before they go aggro. And that was really simple. Oh, Um, there you go. You know, just, uh, you know, Vat's throat slicer.
2: Yeah, I was—I was, I was going to say, are they you? No guy
5: with one hit.
2: Yeah, you're a Vats guy, so you can just uh, click Vats onto one, then the next, and then the next—just one swipe per guy. Yep. How many? How many? Um, a, how much AP do you have? How many swipes of a of throat slicer do you get in one full Vats round?
5: Um, so I get six. That's pretty good. But, yeah, um, that, that's actually perfect in this scenario. Is, um, well, there were seven of them. Oh, but never because mind. I have big leagues four, um, if if multiple people are standing in front of you, you know, when you hit the first person, you kill everybody.
2: How? What is that proximity range?
5: Um, it was probably ten feet. That's to a pretty fair, big
2: circle, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that room yeah. is maybe fifteen feet across.
5: Yep. Yeah, so it was. There were a bunch of them stacked up in the main aisle, and I hit the first one and then they all passed and the two behind him died nice um, but the only problem is is that uh you know so they're all laying dead. I go over and talk to Emily and tell her, "Hey, I found a doctor." she's like, "Oh, awesome <laughs> um,
2: I just watched you slaughter these people
5: yeah she said, uh you know, father Malcolm." I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna go to the doctor. So I walk out um you know into the little tunnel and like ooh, this guy might go aggro, so I'll go kill him before she gets out here so she doesn't die. Turn around, no Emily.
2: Uh oh. Well happened. Go back to in,
5: talk to her again, try one of the other, you know, uh, options and uh walk back out.
2: She wouldn't no love Emily. Oh no. <laughs>
5: She wouldn't leave.
2: Oh no. Come on, honey. Oh, no. She got cold uh, feet about that surgery. Anyone would be uh, nervous about that sort of o- operation.
5: Yeah. So stopped and thought, stop. okay, there's no way I'm not getting credit for this uh yeah. for completing this quest, damn it. Yeah. Um <laughs> so I went to the uh I I went to the uh, robot clinic and uh <laughs> Uh, he doesn't really chris does only has um eleven uh you know quest options in the, in this quest um, and so I didn't have a lot of options, so I just i went to no. the um to the clinic and put in the uh you know console command set stage. And uh, set it to the Doc Feldman heals Emily stage. Oh,
2: cheater on your console.
5: <laughs> and, hey, uh, hey, it was bug. Come on. And up. so that that forces the the uh, quest to finish. And uh, the Doc talks about, hey, you know, got the tumor, no problem. But yeah, she's gonna be blinded one eye.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna take out <laughs> an eye to get to it. Uh, what kind of robots are these? Are these uh, Mr. Handy's or uh, Securitron's?
5: The, doc- or? the doctor's a Mr. Handy and the nurse is a, uh, a Sultron.
2: Oh, a Sultron. Nice. I was hoping for a Protectron. <laughs> yeah. Cool.
1: See, when you first said that the doctor and the nurse were robots, I was like, oh, that's why they're willing to take a chance on getting rid of this tumor. And then you're like, and then there's another doctor there. Oh, see, I actually had a problem with, um, when I chose the, the, excuse me, baptized Emily route, I had a problem getting them all out of the building myself. They followed me or rather I waited until they all left the chapel room Uh and then I didn't wait for them in from the next room to upstairs and they just never came out. Oh, so no. I had to go back downstairs and just wait for them to get out. Um,
4: then what, when I got upstairs
1: again, I was like, I am not waiting for you guys. Please tell me that you don't have to follow me and you're just going to go where you go. And luckily they do just go yeah, where they but, need
2: to yeah, They have a path. Yeah. But they are the slowest walkers. If you did follow them, I decided to just walk along beside them and, and go. Oh my god, they are the slowest people on earth. Come on, children of Adam, <laughs> let's get on with the process here. They've got all day, apparently. Apparently. Let's get on with this baptism. This girl needs to be healed.
5: <laughs> so, Paul in the uh, YouTube chat said that uh, if you if the Uh, Quest doesn't bug out on you that uh, Emily will become a nurse at the clinic. Uh,
1: Aww. That's uh, actually pretty cool. He also said that the doctor um, who operates on her is from the NCR-controlled lands. I don't know if that means anything to
2: anyone. From the NCR... Okay, NCR is the um, New California Republic from New Vegas. So that is a reference Mm to... New Vegas, he Mm -hmm. says, okay, I'm not even looking at the chat. What did he say? It's a, it's an NCR what?
1: NCR controlled lands. So he's from that area.
2: Nice. So maybe not a direct, um, reference to a character in New Vegas, but, uh, a reference to the NCR, which was in New Vegas. So that's fun. I like it. I like a good tie
5: in like that. Yeah. And he thought my fight might've gone better if I had had 20 followers. (laughs)
2: yeah yeah um plus another seven and then you'll have a nice
5: nice nice nobody would have been able to get their weapons out of their out of the holster
2: (laughs) what are your
1: loading screens like andrew
2: they're getting pretty long and uh fast travel means crash usually uh sometimes when i go to save saving has about a 50 percent success rate whether it'll save or crash to desktop at this point it's a real mess and um you know, guys, I love these round tables and stuff, but I can't lie. When I say that I'm extremely happy to shoot this character in the fucking head and to walk away leave it and to <laughs> never play, never to look at this save file ever again. This has been super traumatic for me. All these the mods f- What do you crashing. have left
5: to do with the guy, aren't you? Like level 80 something?
2: No, I just got to level 80. It's been my highest level character that I've ever been. So that has been, it's fun. I've had really... A really fun time with this character, but two big things bugged out that I really wanted to do with this character. Uh, All my settlements bugged Mm -hmm. out, and I really wanted to get into building ammunition because I never experienced that, and doing lots of stuff with my settlements with all the... uh, the, I wanted to really dive into sim settlements to really experience that mod, but everything bugged, so I couldn't experience any of that. That was very upsetting. And um, the main storyline bugged i couldn't get sturgis to to build the fucking transmitter thing so i I hadn't played the main storyline in a very long time so i was really excited to get back into that and those two things bugged on this character and that just fucking destroyed me i was like well shit i can't do two of the big things that i really wanted to experience with this character so but i did find lots of ways to do it you know i did get up to level 80 which is like i said the highest level i've ever been with the character so no it has been a lot of fun But, good lord, I I haven't been more frustrated with bugs, and and this probably is the most frustrated I've ever been with a character with bugs and stuff. I've been crossing mods.
5: Uh, X-Million is the second highest I've ever had. Yeah. He's at 43.
2: Well, I, I have to attribute it because I played survival mode, and I never play survival mode, so the difficulty was cranked up, and that means you earn a lot more experience. And I had a lot of intelligence with this character, which is something I usually don't, you know, concentrate all that highly on, and that gives you a lot more experience, too. So, yeah, it, that is a way to level up quickly, guys. If you're out there trying to, to you know, power level a character, just crank your difficulty up as, as high as it'll go, and you get a lot more experience, as long as you don't die, you know, save scum or whatever. Um, Ray, do you have any um, fond memories of this... Uh uh sorry, before we hop onto that, did you have any closing thoughts on, on Adam's glow?
5: Uh I think that pretty much covered it. Oh, I <clears throat> um in the uh in the quest uh log it says that uh uh quest complete Doc Feldman goes to karaoke bar. Um so I went to the karaoke bar to see if I could find him. That sounds like a 60s um, need... folk
2: song or something. Doc Feldman goes to
5: <laughs> Well and I had seen um I think it might have been Adam that did a video that uh, uh one of the one of the uh, players had done a video um and and he had gone to the karaoke bar and there were a bunch of the characters that were there. Um, and so I was hoping that I would find, uh, you know, some of the characters from, uh, from the different tales quests there, uh, because there were some people that I hadn't had a chance to kill.
2: (laughs) I thought you were going to take a selfie. You're going to slaughter these poor people.
5: So yeah. Uh, Denton, the guy that you meet at the church that gives you the keys. Yeah. uh, He was stabbed out front.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is, has he healed up? Is he okay? He,
5: well, he was he was essential. I mean, once I got out of the church oh. with, with all the stuff, I tried to kill him because I didn't think I needed him anymore. Yeah, um, but he was essential.
2: Was he essential when you saw him later?
5: Uh, I couldn't find him again. I oh, thought he was yeah, going to be okay. at the karaoke bar because he he was one of the people that was there in in uh, in the video.
2: Who who else but, is supposed to show up? Will like Audrey show up and her sister if he didn't kill her and that sort of stuff? And any of the hippies from, from the, the commune, like Moon Moon whatever well, Moonbeam?
5: They didn't survive my playthrough. Yeah,
2: well you killed everyone. I'm surprised anyone show up.
5: Well, I left them to the Raiders. The little girl, uh, Moonbeam or whatever, I saved her. <laughs>
2: That's nice, Ray. So there is
1: a line you won't cross. He he
2: did let someone (laughs) live.
5: There's Uh, actually, I think that's the line I can't cross. Uh, Well,
2: I think that deserves you some sort of neighborhood award or something, Ray. Good, good job for not killing the poor child.
5: Oh, so, um, so I, I, once all this was done, I did uh, head back to uh, sanctuary to unload all the stuff that I'd picked up. Um, you yeah. uh, know, I hadn't been back to sanctuary since I got the notice that, uh, uh, Preston was pissed off at me for, uh, oh. establishing raider camps around oh. uh, the Commonwealth.
2: So Preston, you, so, got, you got a letter. Preston is pissed he, off he at you. He had a few
5: choice words for me. <laughs> um, so I came walking into, uh, to sanctuary and I was looking for him couldn't find him anywhere. Um, so, you know, I headed towards the, uh, the workbench and was, uh, standing there, you know, looking around and I hear from behind me, um, see, you can't even look me in the eye after what you've done. And uh, so I turned around <laughs> and he's in mid, in mid phrase, you know, trying to chew me out. And, uh, as soon as I look at him, he says, do you think we're ready to take the castle? Like, yeah, shut
2: up He's like so mad at you Then all of a sudden, uh, sir We're gonna go take that castle then all of a sudden, right?
5: Yeah Yeah.
2: Oh, that's great So
5: um, He should, I think Max Max built a pillory
2: Oh, no Oh, no Because
5: I couldn't kill him I tried Yes, he's still essential
2: What, did you take Um, his clothing and and stuff? The
5: do would be to make a pillory and make him stand it
2: uh, give him a pillory and put a Brahmin stand right in front of it, so there's cow butt in his face all day. Poor no. Preston Garvey. What what do you have him wearing? Is he wearing like a tri-corner hat, in in the pillory?
5: Oh no, I I he was never my follower. So,
2: oh, that's right. You gotta you gotta actually exchange their inventory and be their follower. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty awesome. I m- personally. In my opinion, Ray, if you've done these horrible things and gone and killed all the the Minutemen and established raider settlements at these camps, I think that upon seeing you, he should be aggro all of a sudden, right? In my opinion... Oh, yeah. In my opinion, once you show your face, he should automatically pull out a gun and start attacking, and all the Minutemen should then uh, be your enemy for the rest of the way, and then that should launch a quest where all uh, the Minutemen armies all come together and uh try to attack your settlement wherever that is you know what i mean i think that would be fun yeah that would have
5: been down for that
2: yeah a little a little counter attack from the Minutemen upon wherever your settlement is and if that's sanctuary that'd be that'd be pretty awesome that'd be pretty fun yeah so um yeah and any other uh closing thoughts for uh adam's glow kara or ray
5: Yep. These were uh, these were two really, fun ones for the end.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed these for the end. They were, they were good ones.
5: Yeah, they
1: were short and sweet but still very interesting. I really love all the different options you can take. Uh and I could see replayability, you know, a couple more times through, so that's yeah. nice for longevity.
2: Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. Good deal.
5: Yeah, I I'll have to go through uh the three little wastelanders and the uh mean hostile way you guys did
2: (laughs) by torturing everyone with hollow (laughs) tapes and scary Radstag noises
1: psychological terrorism
2: yeah well uh that's great thank you guys so much for uh um helping us through those quests that actually wraps up all of our quests for tales from the commonwealth and closes out our quests ...for this season of the Fallout Roundtable. But before we go tonight, we actually have uh, a couple other things. If you guys wanted to stick around, we've got um, some King of the Bunker Hill. Uh, Jack actually knocked Ray out of the standings last time. And we have a special guest on uh, King of the Bunker Hill. So if you guys would like to stick around, we've got some of that. Um, We'll also have a couple other things to discuss after King of the Bunker Hill. Uh, But... We'll go ahead and cue that up, because it's my favorite game show, and it's your favorite game show. It's King of the Bunker Hill, everybody. Live from Vault 97, it's the King of the Bunker Hill Quiz Show Challenge. It's the show where contestants compete to come back week after week. To see who can collect the most Funko Mystery Minifigures. Brought to you by the Fallout Feed and ASA Podcasting. And now, your
3: host, Susan! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls. Welcome to another thrilling edition of... King of the Bunker Hill, the show where we seek to find the wiliest in all the wasteland. Today, we have last week's Titan Toppler, Jack. How are you feeling, Jack, this evening?
0: I'm feeling very good this evening.
3: You you must be. I mean, that was one, you know, you absolutely overthrew a Titan last week. So well done. A very well-deserved victory. So fantastic to have you back on the show this week. But... We do have a very canny competitor for you this week. We have Shalene. How are you doing? Delighted to be here, Susan.
4: Excellent. Sounding a little bit under the weather. Are you sure you're going to be okay to compete? Yes, I, I did have a bit of rad exposure uh, recently, so okay. I, I, I do have a bit of rad sickness, but I'm hooked up to some rad away, so should be okay. Okay, that's good to
3: know. And I'd imagine given what you do for a profession, you should be able to find all the chems you need because... On your uh, application, it says you are Hancock's accountant. Yes,
4: yes, exactly. Mm. Okay. So how, how did you find that and how did you get into accounting? Well, I actually incurred a bit of debt to Hancock due to some uh, some Kim uh, indulgences that I may have made in my youth, uh, my misspent youth, and ended up having to work off that debt. So my my ability with numbers just naturally landed me in the position of Hancock's accountant. It's uh it's actually been a pretty good system. So I, I have some fly ready and uh he's a good boss. He's he's really been a great employer. Yeah, he suddenly seems like a laid back sort of guy, and he probably doesn't mind if you, you know, maybe get your hands under the table or whatever the phrase is. Uh From time to time, am I right? Yes, he he does not mind the occasional indulgence and a bit of of some Kims, so. Oh, he sounds like the perfect employer. Well, you know, happy to have you with us on the show, Shaleen.
3: So uh, I'll just quickly explain the rules. Because you are the challenger, you will be going first, and we'll be sending Jack over there to the very special soundproof booth that we have. Uh, You might have to sort of uh, get in there, Jack, because I think Ray's butt print's probably going to be really firmly indented in the (laughs) chat. Oh, boy. you get on in there. But yeah, if you would uh, head over there for me now, Jack, and we'll have Shireen get yourself all pumped and get yourself in the zone because we're about to go. So let's just... Uh, Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, wait for the signal from Jack to say he's uh, he can't hear us. He's getting in there. I appreciate that door's a bit sticky. Okay, right. He's giving us the thumbs up. Right, Shireen, get in the zone. Okay. Here we go. Question one. Yeah, you're there. Good. Question one, the holotape game Red Menace in Fallout 4 is a spoof of which iconic Nintendo title? Donkey Kong. That is correct. Oh, straight in there. I'm feeling confident, Shady. And that was, wow, that was so much confidence. I'm blown <laughs> away there. Okay, brilliant. And, and she's ill as well, people. So that was amazing. Okay, question two. In Fallout 3, who was cloned over 54 times in Vault 108? That would be Gary. That is correct. Oh, two for two. I'm just barely pausing for breath there, Shaleen. Well done. Okay. Question three. Name the temporary perk in Fallout 4, which grants a plus 15% experience bonus received by sleeping near a romantic
4: companion. Uh, that one is called Lover's Embrace, I believe. Oh, that is correct. Wow, you're on fire. Okay. Question four.
3: Name the event spoken of in Fallout 4, which took place in the year 2229, where a synth named Carter malfunctioned and slaughtered many Diamond City residents, announcing the arrival of the Generation 3 synths. I'm sorry, Susan, could you repeat that? I had a bit of a... That is fine. It's a little bit of a complicated question as well. Name the event spoken of in Fallout 4, which took place in the year 2229 where a synth named Carter malfunctioned and slaughtered many Diamond City residents, announcing the arrival of Gen 3
4: synths. Ooh, that one is a doozy. It, uh, is. it was an incident at the Noodle Bar. I don't know the name of it, but yeah. it, it was at the Noodle Bar when uh, the it synth was. malfunctioned and, and killed some people. It was. Uh, you, you're wow. very right. You're in the place. I can see you there yeah i um uh, was it maybe the the noodle massacre I don't
3: know it should have been called that, but no are you gonna give me an, if
4: you, give you another
3: chance any any other suggestions?
4: Um, I'm attempting to use my noodle here, but uh although I can describe the incident, I do not recall the name okay, all right then i'm gonna have to say that is sadly incorrect. the correct answer thank you Andrew boltd.
3: the correct answer is the broken mask incident. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense now, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, the mask was revealed. Okay. That's fine. You know, with three out of four. This is very, very good stuff. But let's move on to question five. Shake it off. Get on to question five. Okay. Which achievement is rewarded for creating 20 different flavors of Nuka-Cola for the Nuka-Cola World DLC in Fallout 4? Chemist. It's the What achievement is rewarded for creating 20 different flavors of Nuka Cola, the Nuka world DLC in fallout four. Hmm. That's the only clue I can give you because I'm going to, I'll give it the same thing. Obviously always the same clues. It's
4: think, think Disney. Okay. Um, maybe something like a, a world of refreshment. I, I don't recall. I don't recall the name of this achievement. Okay. Um, never mind. Yeah. I think we'll uh that's,
3: uh, that's uh, we'll, we'll take that one away. That's um yeah. you're not gonna get the answer for that one. I'm afraid the correct answer is Beveragier.
4: That's Beveragier. right. So I said yeah. like imagine yeah. Yeah, is I did uh, I did receive that achievement, but I, I don't recall the name of it. So uh, never that's, mind. That's never okay. mind.
3: It's okay. That is three out of five. Excellent score. Let's get you onto the tiebreaker because it could be important later. Mm -hmm. So here is, uh, we're back to Nuka World, I'm afraid, with the tiebreaker. So here is your tiebreaker. Including Nuka World variants, how many flavors of Nuka Cola exist in the
4: Fallout universe? Hmm. Let's see. Does this include non-Commonwealth flavors, for example, flavors from the Mojave Wasteland? I think it is Fallout Universe, so I would say yes, it will include all fall, all Nuka World beverages. Okay, so that's going to be, so we've got um, the 20 from Nuka World, that's a pretty good hint there. Uh, <laughs> I love the logic being used here, it's very good. I'm gonna say thirty-six.
3: Thirty-six. Okay. All right. We'll keep that one. Keep that number in mind because I won't tell you the answer yet. We will get Jack back in the room, and we will get him to go through the questions, and we'll ask him the same tiebreaker. So, can we please have Jack back in the room? Have we got Jack? Andrew, bot, go get him. Hello. Hey, welcome back, Jack. Shailene had an incredibly good round. Considering she is on the edge of gulification, she Excellent. did such a fantastic job. So how are you feeling, Jack? Are you ready? I'm feeling okay. okay. Apparently right. the
0: questions
3: are tough. They, so. they are. Uh, they are. I, I, I am I'm afraid to say they are tough. So here we go. Question one. The holotape game Red Menace in Fallout 4 is a spoof of which iconic Nintendo title?
0: Uh, Donkey Kong. That
3: is correct. Straight away in there with the correct answer. Well done, Jack. Let's move straight on to question two. In Fallout 3, who was cloned over 54 times in Vault 108? Harry. <laughs> that is correct. Question three. Thank you, Andrew Bot. Question three. Name the temporary perk in Fallout 4, which grants a plus 15% experience bonus received by sleeping near a romantic companion. Oh, uh...
0: lovers something. Um...
3: Close. Keep going.
0: Lovers embrace.
3: There you go. Okay, right. Three for three. And now I'm going to tell you it does get tough. Question four. Name the event spoken of in Fallout 4, which took place in the year 2229, where a synth named Carter malfunctioned and slaughtered many Diamond City residents, announcing the arrival of Gen 3 synths.
0: Oh, gosh. Um, Diamond City... So, see, Piper wrote a newspaper article about I this. I think uh, she did. It was like Synth synth Truth or something. Um,
3: I have to hurry. I have, there's not really many clues I can give you either in this one. There's uh, nothing, uh, nothing easy to give you, I'm afraid. Take a stab.
0: Was it the uh, mask Ooh. incident or something? Ooh,
3: keep going. I think you're very close. Yeah, it's definitely on the tip of your tongue. Broken mask? Yes, it is the broken oh, mask wow. incident. Well done. We are four for four. Okay, question five. Which achievement is rewarded for creating 20 different flavors of Nuka Cola for the Nuka Worlds DRC in Fallout 4?
0: Oh! I'll give you the same
3: clue I gave to Shayleen. Think Disney. Disney. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Um. <sighs> oh my gosh! Um... Throw some words out
3: there. Use your words.
0: Cola Cola tear I don't know
3: Oh uh, it was so close but I just can't I don't think you're you're going if I give you any more time. The correct answer is beverage ear.
0: beverage
2: ear
3: <laughs> so you... I was thinking yes yeah,
0: so I was thinking about like the mouseketeers Yeah imagine
3: is it's all that that's that's where it was going Oh, oh okay. so close. okay well that <laughs> is four out of five. pretty impressive. Okay, but I'm going to give you the tiebreaker anyway as we as we do this. Okay, so we're back to Nuka World with tiebreaker. Okay. Including Nuka World variants, how many flavors of Nuka Cola exist in the Fallout universe? So not just for we we're saying the Fallout universe.
0: So there was 20 in the Nuka World Good, DLC. Using
3: the logic, I like it.
0: Um, I'm gonna go with thirty.
3: Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, as that is now, that is the end of, of of the quiz. And I'm sorry to say, Shailene, you are not this uh, this 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 week's winner. It is Jack with a staggering four out of five. Congratulations, Jack. Thank
0: so, you. Wow.
3: Congratulations. Yeah, Jack. Considering someone's so nervous, but. Also, Shailene, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. You really gave him a run for his money. Those were some tough questions. And, you know, the confidence was spectacular. But let's talk about the uh, the, the tiebreaker question, because I think this is actually probably a king of the Bunker Hill first. The question was, including nuclear World variants, how many flavors of nuclear Koda exist in the Fallout universe? Shailene, you said 36. Jack, you said 30. And the correct answer is 30. It's wow Well, really yes, you got it on the nose my friend oh my gosh nice. absolutely <laughs> on the nose so fantastic so well done to jack and well done to Shelley. and you were absolutely brilliant competitor i'm sorry you're not going to be taking away this week's uh luxurious funko mystery minifigure but jack that is another one to add to your uh, to your trophy cabinet and it is my understanding that uh, for our season finale next show, we will be having a Champion of Champions edition, where you will once again be facing off with Ray. So you better get zoning up on some of your some of your special skills because I think Ray is going to be hungry for vengeance. Shailene, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope that you uh, you feel better soon and that you know working for Hancock doesn't prove to be your downfall.
4: Thank you for having me, Susan. And uh, just just so you guys know, it does appear that I will be joining my employer as a ghoul here very shortly. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's hey, not, no, okay. uh, I mean, there there are definitely some perks. So immortality is pretty good, I think. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll start with that. Yeah. Thanks for great. having me, Susan. It's a
3: pleasure, and I have to say, here in Vault ninety seven, ghouls are always welcome. <laughs> Or at least they would be if I let other people in my vault. But I am pro so remember that, people. pro be nice to them, they're people too. And that is the end of today's show. We will be back next week for our, our very, very exciting Champion of Champions Edition, where Jack the Giant Slayer, ooh, that really works, doesn't it? Jack the Giant Slayer will be challenging Ray, the previous Bearmoff that we've had on this show. So take care, guys, stay safe out there, and see you next time.
2: Thank you for listening to this edition of the King of the Bunker Hill Quiz Show Challenge, brought to you by the Fallout feed and ASA Podcasting. Join Susan next time to see who will win the coveted Funko Mystery Mini Figures and be crowned King of the Bunker Hill. Oh, greatness. Oh, I love that King of the Bunker Hill stuff.
1: It's a lot what a of fun. Twist. Yeah. What a twist, though. That's... We were witnessing the transformation of a human into a ghoul.
2: It's that, amazing that she was able to appear on a game show during that transition.
1: Right? I hope <laughs> nobody got bit.
2: Takes so much concentration.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great. So thank you so much to Chalene for appearing and, uh, Jack, congratulations on, uh, another consecutive victory. Um, we had Ray had a, f- a run of four there. Um, and there's only one possible, uh, game left. So it, it looks like Ray is going to be, it depends on how you crown the champion of King of the Hill because Jack was, uh, he, uh, and so far is ending up as the, 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 the last person on the Hill, but Ray um, mathematically has one more figures. So I don't know who, who wins. <laughs> is it, is it Ray? Cause he had more figures or is it Jack? Because he's um, so far the, the last one on the Hill, but who knows tune in next time when uh, Ray and, jack head off into yet another battle and but we do a crazy twist and add a three-way competition between Shalene drops in to uh actually challenge like the the phantom of the opera swoops in from the rafters to to bring another <laughs> another angle of challenge i just i don't know we we had fun with it uh so the the next round uh will be lots of fun with Shalene and jack and ray it'll be a great time uh ray do you have <laughs> any um uh, thoughts about king of the bunker hill
5: it's a lot of fun um it's it's, it's, it's really kind of nerve-wracking you're sitting there you know got to remember got to remember got to remember it's really
2: hard people always go on about that how how dumb people on game shows are like oh i could have done that i knew that answer i'm da-da-da. but if you're actually under the pressure of having to remember something or have your brain be able to recall certain information that you saw once months ago or whatever, it, it, your brain doesn't pull up that information when you're under, when you're under pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot different. Even though this is a stupid podcast, it still feels like you're under pressure for some odd reason. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, so cause you want to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's been discussions out there and we'd love input from all of the listeners out there. We're going to, um, start designing a, a second round of King of the Bunker Hill, like a King of the Bunker Hill season two. But we need to know, would you like, um, another similar season where we do, uh, just trivia like we did there? Or, or would you like to see us come up with a new game? Because we, we're, we're tossing around a few ideas back behind the curtain there. Uh, one of them being sort of maybe, um, a love connection for ghouls or dating games, stuff like that, we, we we don't know. So, like, give us a little input. Would, would you guys just like us to stick with what we're doing here and keep on with the trivia, or should we expand our horizons a little bit and uh, try to work in some other games? What what do you think, Ray? Do you, do you like the trivia, or uh, do you think it'd be fun to expand a little bit and try something uh, a little broader? Uh,
5: No, the trivia was pretty fun. Um, You know, I mean, anything else is going to you know, potentially get to be a little, uh, you know, uh, longer, uh, yeah, segment. True. So,
2: yeah, the, these, these are nice because they're about, you know, 12 to 15 minutes long and they're, they're fun. Uh, Laura is always a great host. I always love checking in with her. So, uh, whatever we do, I, I wanted to include, um, Laura again, as well as our host. I, I was hoping to keep her on as like our permanent sort of king of the bunker hill, um, uh, host, whatever we do end up doing. So yeah, if, um, we want to do more trivia, that, that's great. It, uh, it's just, it took me forever to put all those damn questions together. and I, I need to start um, outsourcing the labor part of uh, finding trivia questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
3: crazy. Yeah, you can't
1: do everything, Andrew. Oh,
2: I will try, though. I will try, though. <laughs> uh, so that's great. So thanks for, was- uh, yeah. Sorry?
1: Yeah. I said, I know it's sometimes hard to get volunteers to help out, but... Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, you guys I just feel
4: bad great. that you do so much.
2: Oh, it's all for the love of the project. It's fun. Uh, so King of the Bunker Hills. Great fun. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Chalene for participating this week and congratulations to Jack. Just a few more items of business before we sign off for, um, this evening. I wanted to bring up really quickly that Jeremy McDaniel, uh, I will try to post a new, um, promo for this. Uh, at the end of the episode, but uh, Jeremy McDaniel is going to put together a ASA podcasting fantasy football group. If anybody is interested in that, please get a hold of us on uh, via the Twitter. You can get a hold of us at the Fallout Feed and let us know that you're interested, and we will put you in contact with Jeremy so that we can get you all signed up. Uh, or if you're in the Facebook group, you can contact him through the Facebook group and message him and and get you all signed up. So if anybody out there. Um, I know it is a small group of uh, people interested in fantasy football that also like to play uh, Fallout and Skyrim. I know that they're out there, though. So if you are interested, uh, please go ahead and let us know, and we will get you all signed up. Do that here pretty soon, though, because, you know, uh, season is about to start here in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, fantasy football. Uh, also, uh, Kara, I'm trying to shame you into doing this. Uh, I got a Switch a few weeks ago. <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to shame Karen to getting a switch and getting some Mario Kart because I want to start like a fun Mario Kart league, which I think would be a good time. Uh, just sort of have like a, it's not, for... <laughs> What's that?
1: it's not for lack of desire. It's just, I just can't justify the money.
2: Yeah, I can't either. I, I don't it know. So
1: bad, though.
2: I don't know why I bought it. I really can't afford it. I really shouldn't have spent that money on a stupid video game. system. So I, so- you know. I just bought the Xbox not too long ago. It's so good. (laughs) It is. It is really fun. It is really fun. Uh, So I got a Switch and I love Mario Kart. So I figured we'd uh, start up a a racing league for Mario Kart. So if any of you listeners out there uh, got a Switch uh, or you're thinking about maybe doing it, Sarah, I'm looking at you out there. Uh, please go ahead and buy yourself a Switch and get yourself some Mario Kart so we can get a Mario Kart League up and running. I think that would be so much fun. And we're going to try to weave a little podcast around it, too. So uh, anybody interested in that, uh, let us know. And also, Ray, we're going to be doing a New Vegas Roundtable. Anything information-wise that we have about that?
5: Uh, Just getting all revved up. Uh, I've... uh... Been trying to put together my uh, mod package for that, and uh, oh, nice! So
2: doing a little research, the, uh, on lawns, yeah, yep.
5: Yeah. And uh, we've got the the generator out there to uh, to build some characters off of if people want to get uh, you know get their feet wet before uh, the roundtable starts.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. We'll be rolling our uh, characters. I'm not sure if we'll be doing it immediately after our a uh, feedback episode. If we're going to do a couple of a normal episodes and, and and take a break we haven't actually discussed the timing of it yet, but we've got at least the first few weeks of the schedule written out and I will go ahead and put that up on the uh, the web page in the next couple of days um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks so that uh once we get through the feedback next week we can sort of uh figure out the timing of when we want to start the Roundtable. We will start with uh, an episode where everyone who is going to be on the show will uh, get together and we will actually roll our characters live. Kara, you are, of course, invited to participate from the beginning. Have you um, checked into New Vegas? Are you interested in uh, doing a whole roundtable run with a a new New Vegas character now that you're out of school?
1: Yes. 110%. This is my goal to finally go from start to end With a round table, because I've not done that yet, and it drives me crazy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it'll be great. And I can have a life. I'm so excited to have you involved again. This is going to be great.
1: I love it. You know, it feels kind of like slipping back on like an old glove or something that just fits just perfectly. I forgot just how much fun I have uh, playing, just how much fun I have podcasting. You know, I think everything just kind of got stressful because, it, you know, everything, everything was stressful. Getting up and brushing my teeth was stressful because there was just so much stuff to get done in the day. So now I can actually enjoy things again.
2: Yeah, if you're working like full time and going to school, that's just ridiculous. You must just feel like you have. See, when you're so bogged down and you have zero free time, then all of a sudden you only have a full-time job. All of a sudden you feel like you have, oh, I have all the time in the world because I don't have to spend every evening doing homework and projects and bullshit that you don't want to be doing. But, you know, you're still working a 40-hour week, too, on top of your, your, you know, whatever you're doing. But you actually just feel like you have all this free time all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, and I was doing videos for work and I was doing videos for yeah. homework and that it's a lot of a lot of hours. First recording and then editing and you know, all the fancy footwork in between and oh and then I got to do a literature review and research and all that fun stuff. Just it, it, it was just a lot of time suck. And I am glad I did it. It's gonna really help me out in the future and I learned yeah. so much. Don't get big, me wrong, like big picture, I did yeah. have fun
2: but yeah, it's good investment. It'll be, it'll be good in the long run. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, I was reminded how much it sucks to be a student.
2: It
1: sucks. Yeah.
2: I, 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 I was never a, uh, I guess I did okay in school, but I never really enjoyed it. Um, my father went back to college, uh, when I was in middle school and early high school, he as like went back to start a second career and it was just weird to watch him he loved college he just loved learning and reading and exploring all these new ideas and i just i just kind of hated it i struggled through i mean i i got okay grades but it wasn't from like the enjoyment of the process you know what i mean yeah, is, like dep- banging my head against a wall half the time <laughs> lots lots it of it wasted dep- stuff context. yeah yeah
1: but yeah like there there are fun things and yeah. uh, oh
2: my gosh,
1: I learned so much. Um, And I have a new appreciation for instructional design and teaching in general. Um, But yeah, there are parts though where I'm right there with you. I'm like, this is busy work. No, This is nonsense. This is boring. This is because you have to. (laughs) I would much rather playing Mario Kart or Fallout <laughs> or anything. Yeah. I would even rather experience the Headless oh. Horseman in Skyrim again and be super confused.
2: Hey, it's, he's tough to find, man. He's tough to find. <laughs> well, Kara, I'm so happy that you're participating and that you're back on the show. We've had people ask about you, where you've been, when you're coming back. Um, Wendy on Twitter just mentioned not too long ago, you got a, you, you know, abandon the school bullshit and hurry up and come home and get back to the show. And I, I couldn't yeah, agree more. It's wonderful to have you back. Thanks. Thanks for coming back. And I'm so excited to have you uh, part of the uh, new Vegas yeah, round table nice. next season. That'll be great.
5: Yeah, and, and be awesome.
2: yeah. And Ray, and we're excited to have you involved. You've already done so much to help us get prepared. And, uh, You know, thanks so much for helping us with that. And uh, if anyone would like to get involved, like Ray mentioned, we have a character generator. It's at the top of our webpage. If you go to asapodcasting.com and you click on the Fallout feed icon, it will take you to the Fallout feed page. And one of the first links at the top uh, says something like the Fallout New Vegas Roundtable Character Generator. Go ahead and click on that. That'll take you to a a simple-looking spreadsheet. And if you refresh that bad boy... It will uh, print out some random stats for you. You can do it. You can click refresh a bunch of times, or you can take the first roll. Whatever you want to do. Um, if if the if, actually if you produce stats that are similar to what you would do normally, we suggest that you sort of try to get a roll that is maybe. It'll help you get outside of what you do normally, sort of expand your experience of the game, try to get you out of your normal rut of what you do. So if, you, if you're if you a normal sneaky sniper and you get stuff that leads you to boon and being a sneaky sniper, uh, why don't you go ahead and roll another fresh thing to see if you can't get something a little bit out of your comfort zone. So that's pretty much the project, and we're excited to get it started here in the next couple of weeks. So keep your ear to the ground, and we'll try to keep everybody informed. So for Ray and Kara, I am Andrew, and I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this edition of the Fallout Roundtable, and this whole season, actually, it's been a great experience, and again, thanks to all of our play-along participants who've uh, submitted so much wonderful feedback. Uh, I don't want to uh, mention everyone and forget someone, but uh, uh, all of you, there's been like a group of six or seven people who've just been incredible about sending in uh, great feedback all season long. So, uh, thanks so much, guys.
5: Yeah, it's been awesome feedback. Yeah,
2: please keep it up, it's and we'd stories, love to... Yeah, a lot even, of fun. Even if you happen to fall off in the last couple of weeks, uh, we'd love to just... Here, sort of a summary of your ideas of uh, where your character started and where you actually finished up, and all of that sort of good stuff. If, if even if you didn't happen to finish the last few quests, we still love to hear from you about your general ideas of uh, where your character ended up. It, it's just great to hear from everyone. Thanks so much for your participation. We really couldn't do this project without you. This this project is centered around the community and comparing and telling stories, and it is a very large chunk of uh, what we do here is your guys' play-along feedback. So thank you so much for submitting. And again, for Ray and Kara, I am Andrew. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this edition of the Fallout Roundtable and we will see you in the Wasteland.
1: Thank you for downloading this episode of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play-along character with us, the show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com for the roundtable schedule our amazon link and all other show information please head on over to asapodcasting.com where you will find the fallout feed the sky podcast our youtube channel the chatterbox as well as other content once again thank you for downloading and we'll see you in the wasteland. (laughs)
3: that is correct question three thank you andrew bolt i don't
1: know like you can't i don't know i can't i just this was something that i remember from way back when and i think okay but there is one thing i can think of but this is fiction so i don't know if this is real he kept like shaking at me and following me and i was like oh my god i really have to deal with you don't i um so I had to shake him off and kill him, and that was fun. Like I, I, I could swear that he said that the reason he was the, he is the way he is is because of certain drugs that he took.
5: And meet uh, Father Malcolm, who <laughs> looks a little bit like Jesus.
1: You guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this? A school trip? Let's go. What a twist. We're the real monsters
2: here. Twist the,
1: <laughs> the beautiful call of the dying Radstat.
2: Casey okay. Kasem destroyed my fucking couch. It's just swords <laughs> and decapitation. Care
4: was it maybe the the noodle massacre?
2: This is the weirdest, and you're listening to the Fallout Feed. Check out my stream at twitch.tv/weirdestbuilds for great challenge builds in Fallout, Skyrim, and other great games. That's W E I R D
0: I S T builds. Following total atomic annihilation, it may fall to you to save the great nation. That's why VoTech has made extra preparation and are proud to present to you a special education.
2: Would you like a very spiffy brand new ASA Podcasting t-shirt? Well that's great because we have two brand new designs, one for a Skyrim addict and one for the Fallout feed over at Etsy.com slash shop slash ASA
5: Podcasting.
0: Strength just The stronger you
4: want, the smaller here. And Vendertron. You may remember us as the co-host and unofficial third host of Fallout Off The Record. Well, we are back with KD Radio.
5: Huh. That's a shame.
3: Ah, ah, ah.
4: Check out KD Radio Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and wherever else fine podcasts are given away. So, Vendertron... Did you have anything else you wanted to add?
5: How about a pizza joke? Never mind. It's too cheesy. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh.
3: Outstanding. Hello, Wastelanders. Are you tired of the same old Diamond City Radio and GNR? Are you looking for a little bit more Brit in your broadcasting? Then look no further than WVR Westwalt Radio, broadcasting today for a brighter tomorrow. I'm Susan Reith, 16 Times West Radio Broadcaster of the Year. If you're looking for a little bit of music, some light entertainment, and the finest toast recipes in the wasteland, then look no further. To gain access to WVR, go to your nearest working terminal and open our archives at www.vault97.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and all other popular podcast distribution networks. We're also available on Twitter, at West Vault Radio. If you'd like to listen to us on that old fashioned thing called a Pip Boy, we're also available on the Old World Radio Boston mod, which is accessible from the Fallout Nexus, whatever that is. So, for a more civilised and Vault Tech approved listening experience, look no further. The West Vault Radio. Isn't that right, Mr. Wigglesworth? <laughs>